No scratching. Star Patrol is the best back runner, but only just. There is a, a significant drop away in money from the Turnbull to this race, but it'll pick up before it, I'm sure. St. Magic is $4.80 in the second best back runner there. Jigsaw, $5.50 out at $6.50. Triple Missile, the other one hard in the market. $13 the open now, $7.50. Just scanning those at longer odds for a notable firmer. There isn't one, and just recapping those holds. So Star Patrol, best back. Is twice as much as Say Magic, but it's not like there's not a heap there. And if you want one that's been specced at an enormous price, Snapper at $61 has an each way uh, backing there and is the third best back runner there. Mark Hunter, race nine. Not many chances, Luke. I'm with Star Patrol. I thought he chased it a suicidal speed first up. That leader was going helter skelter, and Star Patrol got to the front of the 200 and thought, whoops, I've uh, got another 200 to go here. and somehow managed to fight them off and win. I think he's come through that run okay, listen to the trainer. I think he'll go forward. Snap is your leader here, but there's not nowhere near as much pressure. I think Star Patrol will just control the race outside the speed, give a big kick and the one to run down. The danger is number 14, Saint-Magic, who we saw run second to in secret down the straight last campaign, resumed with an okay effort, not far behind Benedetta. There's your Star Patrol form line. It needed to run badly. It's been back to the trials and trialled well. I think one of the two will win. Third pick, number 11, Triple Missile, can pull out a big run down the straight, has trialled well and been good money for it. And then number seven, Zootori, not quite the same horse it was going back 12 months. It was okay first up behind Star Patrol, weight turnaround and will be fitter. Two from 14, then 11 and seven. Happy to be with number 14, Somajik, each way here. Mark referenced that the trial between runs, she's been effective down the straight with that placing in the, the cool more and... Uh, other performances down the straight the Benedetta link into the Star Patrol form line and the fact there's four kilos between them, I'm, I'm with her each way, number 14 head of two Star Patrol, he's a big brute of a horse, he'll get a lovely run somewhere near the speed here and he's going to be very hard to run down, like the way number Jigs, number one Jigsaw is coming to hand he's been given three jump outs here so Sydney Alderson's got a good fitness base into him for this first up run and seven Zatori is effective down the straight. Uh, he's probably not as good as he used to be, but he'll be fitter for that first up run. 14-2-1-7. We arrive at the last at Flemington today. Benway's got the market for race number 10. Yeah, and significant deductions in this one. So we've got 9 by 10 for Charterhouse, Detonator Jacks 13 by 11, Cotahili 8 by 8, and Flying Crazy 5 by 6. So we're talking 35 cents worth of deductions, and that. As a result, you're seeing some big opening fluctuations to what you're seeing today. Tamerlane three dollars thirty to three ten today. Mgawa five fifty hasn't budged. Nicolini Vito eight fifty on the third line of betting. Just spoke nine dollars hasn't moved. Then we have three that I want to quickly touch on. So the Fortune Teller went up thirty one dollars, so you can pretty much take that to be twenty into ten dollars. Now there's hardly a Zach with Tab. Uh, but clearly other factors bringing that in. The two that we are holding money on that have firmed significantly, not an option. We went up $31, so again, say 20 into 11, and then Minsk Moment went up $26. We're now talking $11. Those two for the Moroni and Wallace stables have both been specced at an each-way price. Bring us home here, Warren. Well, Tamerlane had probably pushed forward from that wider draw. The coming team have elected to come down here. Obvious strong form line with Radina coming out of that last race to win the Epsom. He, he looks to roll forward and be hard to run down. Nine on Gar was fit, consistent, seems to run well around this distance range. 
13, the fortune teller, didn't have a lot of luck first up with Strip Fitter. I'm including number six, Minsk Moment, who I think will appreciate getting up to 1,400 metres. Five, nine, 13 and six. Yeah, I like Tamerlane as well. It's a horse that just flies the gates and there is just no pressure in this race for the front whatsoever. It should jump, steer to the top, control the race, fitter for that Redina run first up. And D-Lane nursing it, giving a huge kick. Tamerlane, the one to run down here to beat. Out of the same race, number 13, the fortune teller. Got a duck egg next to its name. Nothing went right in the run. I think from this barrier with Jamie Carr going on, can settle pretty handy and give chase. I've got them clear of number six in the moment. Not suited down the straight first up and fitter. And 16, Von Hawk. Progressive horse, way up in grade, but won't be disgraced. Five to lead all the way, 13 to chase, five, 13, six, and 16. What's your best today, Mark? Luke will go race four, number two, Legacies as the best. The value race five, number seven, Kandinsky Abstract. And lost my gun bell meeting, which I was quite excited about. So I've had to go to Albury, race four, number seven, Keith to lead all the way. Have a great day, Mark. Thank you. Mark Hunter there. Appreciate his time. Warren Huntley, your best for Flemington. My best, race three, number six, Riff Rocket. Luke, and happy to be with race nine, number 14. Same as Eek on an each-way basis. Enjoy Turnbull Stakes Day, Warren. Thanks, Luke. Good luck today, mate. Warren Huntley there. Benway, uh, you've got through Flemington as well. Yeah, better for the run, I reckon. I'm looking forward to later on in the morning where <laughs> the press join us, and I've got a, an early crow for the ages, I reckon. Oh, outstanding, mate. Well, good to see you prepared. Flindell leaves it to the last minute with his early crow every week. He's still working it out when we cross to him. Well, I won't lie. There's every chance I'll change it. But just a heads <laughs> up on Flemington. So Romantic Warrior, unsurprisingly, the best-backed runner across the meeting and in that race. Uh, that being race number eight, the Turnbull. Uh, remember the specials as well. Tab fixed odds offer at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm today. Races one to six, run second or third. Bonus bet back up to 50 bucks. And in the Hill Stakes and Turnbull Stakes, fixed odds offer run second to tenth. Bonus bet back up to $50. But before you have a bet, think to yourself, what's gambling really costing you? Call the number 1-800-858-858 for free and confidential support or gamblinghelponline.org.au. I'll chat to you later in the morning. I'm looking forward to it, mate. After 10 o'clock, you'll join us for Behind the Gates. Looking forward to it, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. There's Ben Way. Uh, That's been the preview of Flemington Racing today. We've still got to get to Eagle Farm, Bernadette Cooper, and Wayne Harris will chime in with his thoughts on the Kembla Grange meeting. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the hill stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. 
We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Join Hancock's Racing Number 11 to race seven horses in four states. Shares $1,500, no more to pay. Payment plan at up to five and a share. Call 03-527-49171 for a prospectus. Website, hancocks.com.au. Be trackside for the Tad Everest. Witness history with the fastest horses on earth with $20 million to be won. Along with the first running of the $5 million King Charles III stakes with live music after the last race. Tab Everest Day, October 14 at Royal Ramp. Book now at theracers.com.au. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On all races at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's all races across three big tracks this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. This is Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. You bet it is. And Eagle Farm is the venue in Brisbane today. Bernadette Cooper's done the form. How are you this morning, Bernie? Yeah, good morning, Luke. Um, nice to be joining you. Yeah, I've done the form, but it's a particularly tough day, I think. Uh, weather-wise, it started with a bang this morning. It's got cloudy now, and they are saying the chance of a shower this morning. But I don't think it will be enough to worry the track at all. Um, just might put off a few people maybe that were planning on a sunny day. That's, that's all. But, yeah, a good card, a good tough card. My uncle's out there today with his punters club. Uh, they're oh. getting involved. So they'll be tuned in, no doubt, right now to get your mail. <laughs> I wish them luck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Race number one, 1,000 metres, no metropolitan win race. Small field, hold on, honey. Number two, 240, and three lost in transit, 250. They dominate. Yeah, they do. Having said, having you know said that, Dragon Miss is going well. Warrior S looks below par at the moment, but she's got blinkers going on today. And then Clover's Prince is the 51er uh, in the race. So you know what five horse feels like. They're always a trick. I went with Lost in Transit um, with Bailey Wheeler aboard. Stewie Kendrick and Bailey are, are really going well at the moment. Um, look, he's a horse on the way up. He's obviously coming back from 1,200 to this 1,000, but I think the flip side of that is the, the beautiful long straight for him to try and round up Hold On Honey, who's just a model of consistency. He's racing better grade than all of these, I would say, for most of um, this campaign. does rise to 58 and a half. I mean, it shouldn't be a problem, given it's only 1,000 metres. However, I'm going to bank on perhaps lost in transit, catching him just inside the 50. So I'll go three to beat two, one and six. Race two, we kick on to the second at Eagle Farm. By the way, first 10 racer this week, ah. 10 races. How'd you, how'd you go getting the extra two races done with the form? Well, it was only an extra one race. Of course, that's yes, true. When you've, when you've got to do 10 races before midday for on a Thursday, it's quite a cram. Mm. <laughs> I'm feeling like a uni student cramming. Oh, late night on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about these two-year-olds in the second? 310, number four, Moe at midnight. You might have been doing that while doing the form. Yeah, my Moe at midnight days are over, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I'm more a Moe at lunchtime yeah. if I can. So, um, look, yeah, she looks good, doesn't she, from the strong Barry Lockwood stable. But I'm going down the page to the 11 Zambuco from the Lee Friedman stable. He's a Colt by Dubious. 
The trial that I really like in this race, and it's all a bit up in the air, obviously, is the trial that he was in, and so was Khaleesi, number six. I'd have picked her had she drawn the barrier because I thought she looked super in that trial, but I don't... I presume Chris Martz will try and go forward with her, but it could be ugly. So because he drew lower and he's just going to... He was very quick out of the barriers in that trial. Lee puts a set of winkers on him here today. And I'm just not sure... Boris Thornton, oh, sorry, not Boris, Jimmy Orman rode him in that trial and Jag rides him today. I'm just not sure what was under the bonnet. He looked like he really wasn't asking him for a whole lot, but he also looked like fitness-wise he might have peaked as well. So I'm hoping there's a, a bit of improvement in Zen Booker, which I'm sure there will be after that good trial. So I'm going Zen Booker over Mashani Fire because she's got the race experience on her side and she was pretty good in the Padoche. She ran third behind Mashani Rock. She was entitled to get tired late. Uh, then I'm putting in Moet at midnight. And um, the other one, oh, Khaleesi is the other one that I've got in the mix. So I'm 11, 7, 6 and 4. Race number three at Eagle Farm, and uh, this race due off at 1.58 Sydney time, so that's 12.58 in Queensland. 2.70 number five, standing order here first up. Yeah, I'm with standing order. There's two scratchings here, so it leaves us nine runners. The only put off for me was the 59 and a half. I love his recent trial. He was a winner in that trial, but um, he was up running second, and he was just sort of busting to please. Jimmy Orman on that occasion. So, look, he's lightly raced Merchant Navy Gelding, eight starts, two wins. We saw him romp in at Ipswich, actually, at his first start. He beat Cronenberg, he's a favourite, later on today. Cronenberg's gone on one about three races since, but he, admittedly, on that occasion, Cronenberg missed the kick, and, and this guy, you know, makes his own luck up at the front. But And then, uh, behind Spirit Queen, before he went from the spell, it was in a quality race. He just pulled too hard from the... He got started up, obviously, from the bad gate, and I think he was just flat at the end. But the recent trial was super sharp, and I think he's going to take some beating here. So I'll go five to beat Brocky. He's got a three kilo claim, a good gate. He's in good form. If lost in transit, wins the first, cranks that form. Uh, three, Uncle Russ, and then I went down to eight, Yankee Hustle. So five, four, three, eight. Let's go now to the next, which is race four, 1,400 metres, three-year-old open, number one in evidence at $2.30. Good to see uh, John Wigington in town, yeah. uh, Rockhampton trainer. Uh, he's Amen. won Mania Premiership uh, that way uh, in central Queensland, and he arrives with this three-year-old. He's a great trainer, John, and he does a superb job with this little horse in evidence. Um, I've got him on top. I've made him my first special of the day. Now, there's, obviously, this is a three-year-old handicap. He's the winner of four, and he's ran second four times from ten starts. Some of these horses are even maidens, actually. So he's clearly the best horse on form and clearly at weights with babies three kilos off. He gets in beautifully. You know, he's spotting, spotting 56, uh, most of the field, you know, 54, and then a couple of lightweights down the bottom. The only niggle with this horse is that it's his sixth start this campaign. So... John has, I think, beautifully spaced his runs. We've not seen him since the ninth of the ninth, uh, behind deep respect. And he had a woeful run there. He was back and three wide, circling the field. Um, and you thought this horse should just drop off and run nowhere. Well, he kicked again and ran fourth. So, as again, as I say, sixth start this campaign. Was it a gut buster last start? They're the two queries with this favourite. But if he brings his A game, I think he wins. One, seven, six, and two. 
Race 5, benchmark 80, 1830, 270 Cronenberg. Gee, he's having a good preparation. Mm. Oh, isn't he? And he's just been such a great horse for punters. You know, he's got 13 starts for the five wins and four minor placings, so he's always thereabouts. I just thought today I might risk him, although I think Tony Gollan said he was his best track worker this week, so I'm pretty scared of him. I just went looking for a little bit of value in this race, and I have been waiting for Red Wave to sort of hit his straps. He's been slightly off in the coat. And talking to the team, he's done really well since we saw him behind Military Gambler and the Cup. So he's had to run over 2,000 metres. I like him back to 1,800. Uh, super, super fit. Fourth run in. Expecting the coat to be great today. Bit of a claim for CJ Graham. I would have liked a better gait. I think it's slightly ugly. Um, I actually would like to see them go back, but I don't know whether that'll be the case. But he is my value here. We've got nine runners, so we play him each way over fifth position, Cronenberg and Black Log. You could also put Black Comb in the mix. It's a little, it's not as straightforward probably as it looks this race. He does go up two kilos, Cronenberg. That's my only knock on him. He goes up in weight and up in distance to a trip that he failed at once. But he probably wasn't as strong last prep as he did this prep. So three, two, five, eight. Okay, that's uh, that uh, fifth race on the program. Now, uh, race six is a benchmark 75, 1,200. Eight-day tone, a $3 favourite here. Number 13, Outlawed, uh, 360. He's really worked her out, hasn't he, Heathcote, um, this preparation? And number oh, one, Pineful, yeah. $6. Yeah, just got her going great guns. <laughs> is she in the mix for you, Outlawed? Oh, absolutely. And, and probably the only reason I don't have her on top is I am a bit of a Daytona fan. And, and I've sort of missed her stupidly <laughs> this preparation so I think why jump on now sort of thing but she's the benchmark for sure in this race outlawed and Rob has done a superb job with her she's four starts two weeks apart I think this campaign and she did have to do it from sort of both ends last start beating Cotty and Motto Miss they both come, came from the back uh, in that race in Toowoomba so I'm sticking with Daytona, who I thought was pretty good behind Boom Talk and Move It, Move It, Move It, Move It has since won at the Sunshine Coast. And this guy was sort of four wide, three wide. He had a torrid run. Um, he's one for one, second up, and I expect him to have come on beautifully since we saw him first up. So I'm going eight to beat Outlawed, 13. Her form speaks for itself. Putting Roll Up in the mix, good trial recently, and Pocket Full. Only knock on pocketful because he gets plenty of favours today from the inside gate with three kilos off. Is it is his eighth start this campaign? So we'll see. Eight, thirteen, four and one. Race seven. And this is over fifteen hundred metres, class three. Brosnan's been gelded this preparation. Uh, he was good first up. Uh, then uh, two beat two to the line last start at Randwick from a bad draw. He's two eighty here. Can he can he find winning form? You'd think so. Like, this is a class three plate. He's well placed. He's got a group. Gee. Incredibly placed. Um, I made him a special. I, I know it reads poorly, that last start, but if you watch the run, it, you know, he jumped from 14 uh, in a benchmark 88, over 1,200 at Randwick. He was a mile off them. He gets beat five lengths. It wasn't as if he didn't finish the race off. He did still finish the race off. But obviously the winner, Kaboo, up on the speed, running second, probably 10 lengths in front of him anyway, um, <clears throat> it was the winner of that race. So his first up run was super, sneaking home along the inside, got beat 1.6 Diamond Dealer. 
He ran third to Zagotra in the far lap when he three-wide the trip on a good three. So the track's going to suit him here. And that was in a group two. I think Forgetti's running the Rose Hill Guineas over the 2,000 metres, possibly just didn't run it out. And he ran 1.9 to Kovalika in, in the Queensland Guineas. I think his form is exceptional uh, for a Class 3 plate. If he doesn't win, I don't know what they're going to do with him, to mm. be honest. Barrier 1 of 56 kilos. You know, and he actually, you know, speed-wise, he jumped with them the other day. Had he drawn a barrier, he, he would have been a lot closer. So I think today from Barrier 1, he jumps well. We're 1,500 too, not 1,200 today. Um, and they can ride him sort of conservatively, slightly conservatively from that inside draw and still be midfield without spending a penny. It's his race, isn't it? Um, 16 on top, Danger Sunset Soiree, because she's always in the mix. I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do with Eagles Craig, but it's a pretty deep trial that he comes out of recently, and he has got some reasonable first-up form. And Cotty, best of the rest, for 16, 14, 3 and 7. Race 8, the Queensland Cup, listed 2400 Desert Icon, 280 1 King Frankel, $6. 4 Bonnie Ezra, 650 7 for number 7, Military Gambler. Well, it is tough for Queensland horses in these mile-and-a-half races. Obviously, you know, King Frankel, I know, has been playing this time in, but you only go back four starts and, and you know, you've got a third in the tank route. Well, they, did, they didn't give him much hope last start, King Frankel, did they? I mean, what about that? No. That was bizarre. He, yeah, he was working for the first 600 metres and then he, he let him rip again at the 1,000. Yeah, it was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Were they trying to wake him up? Or what? Especially second up. <laughs> but, you know, his last two runs at... This kind of trip was super. So, six, I know we're talking, you know, these horses are weighted up a bit, but they're the best horses. There's an icon, I think, was probably a bit flat by the time he got to the Sunshine Coast Cup, and then he had sort of a seven week freshen up. He's the most consistent horse, you'd say. So, mm. I've come back to him in a race that I really probably struggle with. So, I've gone two to beat three, seven, and one, but you're right. Excuses for King Frankel. Um, Fancy man sort of building and fitness now. The, the, you know, the knockout, the roughy knockout, I guess. I put him in my quaddy. It's the 54 down the bottom, Ostermeyer. Just coming through benchmark races, but does have no weight. So I did leave him in my quaddy, but on two, three, seven, one. Race number nine. We uh, move to at Eagle Farm, class six, 1,400 metres, 380 for number 12, Preach. Yeah, Preach led all the way. Beat Cronenberg. Cronenberg came out and won it to warm the fence. Gets into this again with 51 and a half. So there's a lot to like, like about Preach. But um, I think there's plenty of pressure, really, up front here today. Um, so I've gone the way of Chatty Lady, who was a brilliant winner, actually, at Toowoomba last time out. She loves Eagle Farms. She loves this trip. She's one for one, two. Um, Paul goes at the trip for two wins. And, and then track three goes for two wins in a second, I think. So... When she gets right, she gets to this trip. She's she's really she's really tactical because I think from the draw today you won't see her as far back as what you saw at Toowoomba. She's likely to be midfield, hopefully one off, and she's got a great turn of foot. So I'm going the way of Chatty Lady to beat Star of Chaos, who I think will be up front. I think Preach will be up front. There's actually there's been a few scratching, so that probably takes a little bit of the tempo out of this race. Ned's Gully's another one that'll be up front, and yeah, that's probably. Yeah, our bride's kingdom's probably going to be this. So three or four. The tempo should be good. Um, put in the seventh, third, and then I put in, of course, Preach with that lightweight. 
I could like Bride's Kingdom. I could like release the beans. So, and Ned Scully's only go at this kind of trip was a 1350 at Doom, and I think he ran second behind Irish Songs. He's come out and won the Glass House and won Mouthed Irish Songs in some other feature not that long ago. So, tough race, 311, 712. Race 10, the Canadian Club Open, over 1400 metres, and 16 Canadian Dancer 260. Well, she's just pushed button, so she's definitely hard to beat. However, I went for a bit of value in this race. I'm going Chris Wallace Gallopper quality time. He's had, I think he was scratched actually last week from a 1500 or a mile. Uh, and he runs here this week with barrier one. So fresh form, first up form, six goes for a win and four placings. So he's probably pretty good for a place bet here. He was 15s, I think he's about 11s now. Get plenty of favourites from Barrier One. Probably can posse up sort of fifth defence here, three back. I would imagine something like that. Two recent trials, one behind Overpass, so a total forgive there. He's probably beaten about eight lengths. And the first trial was really nice. He was sort of cutting through the field and working to the line really well. Gave me the feeling that he's come back in pretty good order. Did race in the Golden Mile, obviously the JRA Plate. Yeah, he's got some pretty handy form for this race to be double figures to play out in the last. So five to be eight, Steely. Uh, obviously, if Steely turns up from the Joe Ryan Sterling Elixir stable, he's hard to beat as well. He just can be a little bit in and out. 16 Canadian Dancer. She's faultless. And I've put in the 11, which was Mississippi Prince first up. But there are others that you could like in that race as well. But I'm five each way, eight, 16, 11. You got a best? I do. I do. That's going to be race four, number one, in evidence. I've got two bests and two values. I'm playing race five, number three, of value. Uh, Brosnan is a special. Race seven, number 16, and that horse quality time in the last is the value. Have a good one, Bernie. Thank you, Luke. Good to see you. Bernadette Cooper there. Um, Wayne Harris about to join us. Just some news. Dean Bulldog Ritchie reporting via the Daily Telegraph. Uh, former South Swinger Nathan Merritt is in a serious condition in hospital. He's been taken to Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in Camperdown. He was at his auntie's place and he collapsed. Um, it's understood he's on life support. Just terrible. Terrible news filtering through. Um, about Nathan Merritt, former South Sydney great. He was a great player. Uh, sad news. Uh, we wish him and his family all the best. He's on life support in hospital at the moment. Wayne Harris joins us for a preview of Kembla Grange racing today. How's this meeting look, Wayne? Yeah, Luke, uh, as usual, the Masons are funny thing. Uh, races that interest us a lot. You see the leading stables have uh, very well-bred horses. Uh, quite a lot of them trial well. And it's pretty well the same story today. No, pretty good races here, mate. We've had a little bit of racing lately, but uh, the fields have struck fairly well. Race one, 1,500 metre maiden, 240 number three, Miss Riley here. Yeah, Chris Waller's got three in the race, and I've got him cornelling the race. I've got numbers three, four, one and seven. I'm with Miss Riley. Uh, there's a lot to like about her debut run at Newcastle recently. She uh, sort of got back and she found the line quite well after striking a bit of trouble in the straight. She had to change course a couple of times. So she had big odds on that occasion. And uh, gee, I liked her run. She just kept finding there. Uh, stable mate went around the same race. Prosperina ran fourth in that race. And I thought she ran okay as well. 
she was more fancier on that occasion, but I think it's the other way around today. Of the others, number one, Monopoly Girl. Now, she's been placed four of her five runs. Sam Kavanagh bringing horses down here recently. They've been running very, very well, and she's been very consistent running uh, three placings of the three runs this time in, Newcastle, Tarry, and Musselbrook. I know it's a stronger here today, but uh, she is racing well. The other one thrown in is uh, the other Waller runner, Overview, number seven. Uh, just think she held a ground here at Kembla the other day in, uh, the last start in a, um, uh, in a fairly strong maiden, I thought. Funny sort of race to try to line up. I've got numbers three, four, one, seven. Race two, 1500, another maiden here, three exceed perfection, 390. It looks to be hard to beat, exceed perfection, three, seven, four, and five for me. Gone with exceed perfection, placed his past two starts, been getting back and he maligned very, very well. So he uh, goes back to, well, last start, uh, he was going back 100 metres in distance from running a very good second over the 1500, the run before that. And then he, he sort of got back and attacked the liner right the other day. And he was odds on on that occasion, so he's very well found. Um, his horses just got better at racing, I believe. So I've got him on top of number seven, non-disclosure from uh, Goodyard, Mara and Eustace. Put a set of blinkers on today. It was well fancied at Newcastle on Debu recently. Looked a bit one pace there. Trials before going to the races uh, were very, very good. He's a done deal. Blinkers on. I'm sure he'll run better today. They don't put their money where their mouth is too often, I don't think. I thought number four, Excella might run well. Um, the Snowdens have got uh, the top tip here, and Excella at a little bit of odds. He ran on from the tail on Debu at Newcastle recently. Made good ground. And uh, I reckon um, his last uh, part of the race was his best. He was sort of, well, I think he just went under the radar a little bit this way. Now that I'm throwing in some five icebreaker, there are a few chances in the race. He was trip for his first up run. He led and didn't get a real lot of peace out in the front. Got tired late, but he was trip for here today. Three, seven, four, five. Okay, that's your thoughts there on that second race, the maiden. The third race on the program, Wayne, is another maiden over 1,300 metres and 11 drift net. Here's $2.30. Looks to be two very good chances here. I've gone number five, five, eleven, three, and one. Gone with Godzilla, another good Snowden runner here today. Just went around in some pretty good races as a two-year-old. McLaughlin in uh, Doomben and the Pago Pago here in Sydney behind Shinzo. We know went on one slipper. Runs next preparation. We're okay. Uh, he resumes here. And uh, I didn't mind the way he's trialled running into this. He's, uh, he's been really hitting the line well in his trials. And I know, um, well, obviously the stable had an opinion of him to be running in them races before. And I just thought his trials have been quite good. He'll probably get back a bit. That'll be the problem. But I do think he's going to be pretty hard to beat here, kicking off at 1,300 metres. Definite danger is the Godolphin Philly drift net. She looked good on debut at Warwick Farm, ran into a very smart one, Aditi, uh, from the Waterhouse Bot Campus, very, very smart, and was very well supported on that occasion. I thought she did a good job after being trapped wide, but she stuck to her guns quite well there. So she'll be up in front of uh, Godzilla, so uh, we might take a bit of running down. I thought number three, uh, sorry, we've had to change. There's, there's number three come out, is it, mate? Eight, uh, let me go back. I've already gone to race four. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, there, there is out, yes. Okay, well, where do I go there? I'll, I'll throw in number one. We'll throw in number 13. So it'll be 5, 11, 1 and 13. Beauty, race number four, 1,200, class one, five, midnight opal. They priced her pretty tight uh, at the dollar fifty-five on opening. Now 160, Wayne. Yeah, I, I've gone that way. Made them a good thing too. Uh, yesterday I was looking, it was even money, so I, I probably was hopeful. 
there, but very, very smart horse. I think he's above average. I think you think the same about him. He's very, very impressive winning at Scone. That was on the back of a couple of nice trials too, and Nathan Dole took him up there, and he's very well found, very, very short. He, um, Katie Jennings just sort of kept him out of trouble, rode him like a good thing, and he was uh, he was just so impressive when I let go there. So he's... Um, He's going, only going to a class one, which is quite good. That's an next grade, obviously. But he's good enough there to, to uh, make a good impression. So I've got him on top. Number one, Sori, one from the Russ McConville stable here on the track. He's a very honest galloper, this bloke. He looked good running second to Sun Tzu here first up. And uh, he ran some very, very good placings last prep. And a very good second at Randwick as well. In a benchmark 64 then, having only won one race. So he's also a bit of a gallop. A uh, bit of ability. Number three, big boy George was good winning at Hawkesbury two runs ago and a little bit uh, disappointing. Uh, last start, his favourite beaten there at Hawkesbury. And uh, I think he'd be there fighting. He was the other day, but he's traced a little bit flat. He can be better than that. Now that I'm throwing this number uh, six, Matthew Dancer was a good winner first up. And then um, it was just a bit tardy. Things didn't happen in that summer race the other day, so it can be an improver. Five, one, three, six. Okay, yeah, those are the thoughts there. Uh, five, one, three, and six with the numbers. What about race number five on the program? This is another maiden, twelve hundred metres, and Taipan Legend on debut at four dollars. Yeah, he was in two races, dual except obviously. I've gone six, twelve, one, and five. I am with him. Uh, obviously, the money's come for him. He's looked good at the trials. First started by Written Tycoon. He's been gelded through a couple of preps. He's had five trials in two preps. He's winner of two trials, and uh, he's endowed with plenty of natural speed this bloke. If he doesn't lead or any trials, he's either led or sat there with the leaders, and he led throughout the winning his latest trial. So that was over 1,030, and obviously it was an emergency, I think, in the other race, and gone with this race anyway. So uh, six on top. I thought the danger would come from number 12, which is... Uh, sky's the limit as I turn the page here. David Pfeiffer's uh, it was a good run first up here. Uh, sorry, at Hawkesbury. Got back and hit the line very strongly. Then sat outside the leader here at Kembla last start, uh, beaten favourite. Uh, it was there until the last 100 metres and just got tied. Might be just ridden a little bit more conservatively today from that bad barrier. And I expected to run well with that support that it had there last start. Of the others, I've got Big Shooter. Been placed as only two runs there at Hawkesbury. So it's uh, knocking on the door for a win, whether it's today or not. I'm not quite sure. Janoksu, a local here. It, uh, it was a huge run on Debil here. And then there's another one that was up ridden on the speed last start. And I only found wanting the last little bit. I don't know how the ride is today from that awful barrier as well. But uh, it's got a chance in the race with a bit of luck. Six twelve one five. Race six, Gilmore, two dollars ninety. Uh to be three ten two and six. Gilmore uh, first up run from uh, spell at Hawkesbury recently was very, very good. Every time she goes around she's well in the market, so the Snowden camp with another good runner here today. She hit the front and she fought hard, I thought, only tired late there at Hawkesbury, so she'll strip for the day. I thought the danger had come from number ten, Kiribati. One from the Ma Eustace camp. Went out to Bathurst to win its maiden and um, uh, before going for a bit of a break. It's had three trials. One's the most recent trial on the Beaumont track. Took it up there and give it a bit of a kill on the trial. And I thought, looks like it's come back a bit stronger for mine, this fella. Uh, of the others, number two, Vegas Raider resumes from a break. He won a Warwick Farm trial, led throughout over the 800 recently. And uh, his form last prep, they had some... Um, 
when you first look at it, they're, they're mainly city runs, so he's kicking off here at provincial grade. And I thought of the others, well, sorry, number six, Waterworld. Place just two starts back from a break. I should run well with that fitness under its belt. Three ten two six. Race 7, 1,400, a benchmark 64, 5, Jazz Tycoon, 370. I think he's going to be hard to beat, 5, 1, 4 and 7. I'm with Jazz Tycoon, new addition to the Waterhouse Block Camp, formerly with Greg Urell down to Victoria. It's funny thing, they've only given him one trial that I can find anyway, and he's back, and uh, not like the Waterhouse horses normally jump, put him there, and they just let him get back. He wasn't knocked about, so I'm thinking he's going to come here today, a fresh horse. Might need a little bit of luck in that bad draw, but... I've got him on top on suspicion. And I've got the Empire, and I'm, uh, another one from the uh, Nathan Dog camp coming here today. He's had the one run back from a spell. He get held up, didn't get clear running for most of the straight there. So I do think um, can run well. Then I thought number four had a chance in the race. Frankie's my dad. We know this uh, mare, she went around in the binary and the oaks before going for a break. So we know she gets over a bit further, but didn't mind her trials coming to this. I think she can run a cheeky race. I thought number seven, Statesville, uh, had, uh, had no trial. Did have a little bit of form last prep. So at a bit of odds, five, one, four, seven. Your best today? Oh, sorry, mate. No, nine I had there, five, one, four, nine. I can't read my writing. Oh, beautiful, mate. And uh, the last, Methuselah, $2.15 in race eight. She looks hard to beat. Seven, three, four, and two. I'm with Methuselah uh, from the uh, Chris Waller camp. Could have said the blinkers on. That's strange. He did win. Uh, he's had the two runs back from spell. Was the winner at Hawkesbury last start and looks promising. He's a city place getter, and they put the blinkers on him after winning. So uh, you know that can only improve. And you would think that uh, that can sort of think he needs the blinkers. Number three, the Englishman's also got a little bit of sorry, a little bit of ability. He's only won the one from nine, but he's had some very very good placings. Did go around the Queensland Derby before going for a break. He ran a very very cheeky race. First up here at Kembla, he seemed behind Razors. Wasn't being, uh, beaten all that far, and he, he loomed, and he just sort of uh, needed that run on that occasion. So he'll strip fitter. Going for number four, Desi Emperor. Two runs back from uh, Speller being quite good. Was doing his best work late here in both races that he's come back in. Down last running is number two, Sir Godric. Gee, can be hard to catch. Mixing his distance and mixing his form. But the uh, claim here for young Miss Roper with a three off the bat comes in... Uh, very, very well, this bloke, if you can catch him. Seven, three, four, and two. Your best? Mate, I thought uh, I'm going with race three, number five, Godzilla to beat the favourite. I think at his best, he can get home over the top. I do need a bit of speed in the race for him. Mate, I'm tipping a very short one. Race four, number five, Midnight Opal. Maybe you can just run him into a couple others. I think he, he might be a smart horse. He's found the right race today. Race three, five, race four, five. Have a good one, Wayne. Thanks, Luke. Good luck to everyone. There's Wayne Harris looking at Kembla Grange. Coming up next, it's Behind the Gates on Sky Sports Radio, 0419-767-272. We'll take your texts. And Ben Way will join the panel this week with Andrew Hurley's absence, Darren Fundell, Brad Davidson both chime in. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Pinot Noir. By DeBortley, of course. (laughs) 
Here's the traffic. How is it the school holidays already? Getting quick to secure a last-minute booking at Discovery Parks. Where school's out, but adventures are in. Book now at Discovery Parks. Vineyard a crash on Windsor Road at Curtis Road. Roads closed northbound, also two southbound lanes are blocked. In Riverwood, the M5 eastbound on-ramp from Belmore Road, an accident. Also in Brisbane, Wool and Gabba Roadworks affecting your eastbound run on O'Keefe Street at O'Keefe Street. The King Living Spring Sale ends soon. Shops selected quick ship designs that are in stock and ready for delivery while stocks last. Visit your nearest King Living showroom today. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Our Legend of League is Bradley Clyde. Wayne Bennett was our special guest and we managed to get him to laugh a few times. So, uh, <laughs> Would he have coached you during your career at rep level? He was really influential on me. I was a 17 year old. He invited me to come and train with the Raiders even though I wasn't playing for them. Yeah, it gave me enormous start. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. If you set yourself a goal, don't make any excuses. Still stays with me today. Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Hill Stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull Stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Join Hancock's Racing number 11 to race seven horses in four states. Shares $1,500, no more to pay. Payment plan at up to five and a share. Call 03-527-49171 for a prospectus. Website, hancocks.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary, packed with expert health advice, important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports breast cancer research. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths and participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky Stable Stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back for another week behind the gates. Good to have your company, Sky Sports Radio. Let's welcome in the panel straight away, Darren Flindell. Good morning to you. Good morning, Luke. Yeah, great day uh, of racing coming up. We've got very big fields, uh, the, the order of the day. A lot cooler today at Rose Hill. Um, high of 19 degrees is expected and we've got a bit of a southerly wind as well to keep us on our toes what did you make of davidson uh, sending the video to the group chat this week jogging in the rain to prepare for a big saturday i mean he's not sweet is he darren well for those that might be overseas enjoying themselves they'd see a little video clip like that and think oh no are we, we going to be betting on a heavy heavy <laughs> 10 or something today no it's a good four it's we're good to go morning brad davidson you out for a little jog last night in the rain hey yeah, morning Luke, morning Darren, morning everyone. Yes, a uh, little, well, it was actually a walk uh, with my lovely wife, but uh, I just decided to start jogging to make it look a bit more active, you know, make my look like I'm preparing for the big day a bit more, but... Uh, <laughs> so I you're a myth, you. you're a myth. Yeah, then. <laughs> I'm a myth, but we copped it last night. I tell you, we went for a walk and we just copped rain non-stop oh. for about half an hour. I thought, gee, if Rose Hill's copping this, it'll be a, 
uh, at least a seven in the morning, but uh, obviously missed, and uh, now we're on a good four, which is fantastic. Boys, everything's sweet. Uh, good four, sun's out. How good day, though? It's going to be a good day. Uh, Track-wise, what are we expecting? Yeah, sun's out, gun's out, as we see with our man Andrew Hurley overseas somewhere. Oh. Um, but, oh. uh, yes, uh, look, expecting a fair track today, Luke. Um, yeah, look, should be just a little bit of give out of the track with a bit of rain during the week, so it should be just about a perfect surface. He's away, isn't he? Andrew Hurley, but he's here in spirit. <clears throat> what about the videos filtering through, Darren? Last night he uh, he sent a two-minute monologue just uh, letting us know where he was, what he was doing. He was having a beverage. He was shirtless. Mm. So don't worry about the, the buttons being undone. The shirt's completely off over there. He's, he's, he's back, Hurls. He's back. The Vanuatians are going crazy over hurls, <laughs> the bare-chested hurls, oh. and every time the top came off another local bottle, <laughs> the stories got longer and longer. Yeah, we've got uh, a very worthy replacement in Ben Way. He's been on the air already for the previews this morning. And Ben, as I say good morning to you, Rick from Belmont earlier on the program. Hi, guys. Ben's done well. Bit slow out of the blocks in the first... Worked his way through the field, stormed home. Watch out, Hurls. Gear change next time. Maybe put a skivvy on him. That's a little jibe at Brad Gray, who was spotted wearing a tab skivvy this week. Uh, ben, as you join behind the gates for the first time, welcome. Thank you very much. Great to be part of it. Been a fan for a long time and good to be on the show. I should just clarify, with that Brad Gray promotion, I actually ended up in a green skivvy myself no. as part of the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm hesitant to throw too many barbs his direction. You know the Wiggles wear them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been allowed near a playground since. But, um, <laughs> but either way, uh, I'm sure it'll look good. I've got full faith in the team, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, finally seeing daylight. Watch out for that on your screens, folks, on Sky Racing soon. Ben Way, Brad Gray and the Skivvies. Uh, God knows where this could go, that promo, boys. Uh, as we kick off with another text here, Darren, you would have remembered... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we got a text from uh, Sven from Greenpoint, his wife. Um, I think the text went something along the lines of, hey, guys, uh, my husband's always sitting there texting into the show, writing down every tip. Could you please ask him to mow the lawns? He hasn't mowed the lawns recently. Well, he's reported, he's self-reported, Luke, good morning. Don't worry, I mowed the lawns on Thursday, so I shouldn't get any grief from my wife this morning. Looking forward to the program from Sven uh, at Greenpoint, Darren. He's done the chores, Darren. Oh, I, I admire getting in early like that, because Sven, with all the rain that's fallen since, that grass would have shot up again by this morning. As Davo would have found out yesterday with the rain, Davo, Sven's back. He's done the chores, Davo. Glenn, you need to come around and do mine. Your green point, just uh, you mind a beach down the road before uh, before we get to uh, hang there, mate. Come down and just uh, mow the lawn out the front. That'll be great. And because uh, I, mine's shocking. I don't know how to get it right, guys. Shit, income. A problem I've got as well. I've got a cat that just wants to dig holes in the in the lawn all the oh. time, and I just uh, I can't get it right. Any regular listeners to this program would know my thoughts on cats. Um, gee, they're an awful animal. <laughs> Dead said. I've got Tiger at home, Ben. Um, have you got a, a cat or a dog or any pets at your household? There aren't any cats within two kilometres of my dog, Harry. Once you get it. <laughs> Once you get a glimpse of him, you'll realise why. He's, um, he's very friendly to people, but he's not so fond of animals. I dog I dogged that uh, Ben dog Harry about three years ago, and, gee, my arms are still getting over it. He pulled me around every street in, in Bondi. He did. He's, uh, 
a lovely dog, but full of energy, old Harold. Old Harold, he's, he's like King's Gambit over racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just junk. like his trainer. He's hard to keep in check, unfortunately, on a walk. But um, yeah, I'll let you know, that was three years ago and he was a puppy then and he has not improved one iota. So let's hope King's Gambit improves a little bit more today. Darren, you're about to chime in. Uh, oh, I was just saying, old Jack here, he's a rising 12-year-old. He sat next to me, and when you brought up the topic of cats, he just shook his head. No, no, no. <laughs> Outstanding, Darren. Boys, let's get straight to race six, the Tap Craig, because it's polarised debate in our Behind the Gates group chat this week. Well, not polarised. I mean, uh, Davo, you're keen, aren't you, uh, on NCAP? And Darren and I were just making the alternative case, not bagging him. We're both tipping him on top, but it was it's more a price thing from our angle, and we're, we're just wondering, sixth run into the prep, is everything sweet? But I spoke to Gary Portelli this morning, and he's reassured me I'm starting to swing your way, Davo. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And uh, you always hear it, the knock, you're getting later into the prep, but at the end of the day, they horses. It's not like somebody's saying to the horse, mate, you've had a few tough runs this prep, you know, you might be feeling it, just take a, you know, take it easy here. That, look, uh, who's to say the horse won't go even better or, you know, just reproduce that same performance? You know, we see horses 10th, 11th, 12th up into preparation, sometimes produce the, the best performances of their preparation. So I try not to, to sort of delve too much into that theory. I'm more, uh, if you start to see signs that they're tapering off, then then I'm, I'm a bit harsher on them. But um, look, he's back at the same track and distance. He's been beating a pimple in a, in a golden rose. And look, I know Cylinder was wide, no cover, and probably should have won the race. And Militarised was, was a better run, you know, savaging the line. But what price those two in this race? $1.30, $1.20? Like, you know, he's just, he's just got... I mean, the second pick in the race at the moment is Macarena, and it's going off a cannery mate, and how it's $6 has got me absolutely gobsmacked. Um, I gave it four-length improvement and, and got it to sort of 10 to 1. So I, I struggled. So I know it's got the Nadal form and, and whatnot, and um, you, can, you, can, you, know, you can tie all that in, but... Gee, it's, I know it's home track, sure, it's got a few things in its favour, but $6 off a Canterbury Maiden where the horse at feet would be 150 here, and you've got a horse that, uh, that should have won a Golden Rose, or, you know, got gone close to winning a Golden Rose. Um, he's just got to be the, the play, and I was sitting there thinking, well, what price, what price? And I took $2, which I think is about $1.87 after, after a $0.07 cent deduction with the striker, but... Um, nice to see some support this morning. I don't know which way the market will go with him late because, as you said, Luke, you know, there's a few that, that can pot him and say deeper prep. He got the, got the PR in the Golden Rose, which he did. He got the perfect run. But yeah. um, it's just different form here. I mean, you know, when you got the second pick coming off a cannery maiden, sure, all upside, but it's a world apart. So for me, um, he's the best of the day, and I'll, I'll go to the line with him. Righto. Um, this is the other side of the story with NCAP. Yes, on, on the ratings, uh, on the weights, he, he looks an absolute certainty. He's got, uh, he's got so much on his rivals. But that Golden Rose run, he tried his heart out. He tried so hard. And I always worry about a horse that's deep into a preparation, that's given his all, and then they've got to go to the well one more time. When I saw that this was a late entry for the race, I thought, hmm... Uh, Gary Portelli's probably looked at the noms and thought, oh, we're probably immoral against these. Why not uh, roll the dice one more time? Being the John Tapping Craig race, I, I half suspect, I don't know this for a fact, but I reckon Gary Portelli would love to win, win the John Tapping Craig race. And I half think that might have been a little influence thinking, well, let's, let's go. We, we, we've probably 
should be able to win this. But I'm really worried about the gut buster there of the Golden Rose. And then I was thinking, OK, what are the other options? Duke Cass is obviously a great chance. If NCAP goes, uh, if, if he has had enough and he's found wanting at the end, Duke Cass is a great chance. Uh, the, the value's certainly gone around about Macarena now, and I decided I was going to tip her. She was $12 on, on Thursday. But I'm, I'm not really worried about the ratings out of the Canterbury race. It was the style in which she won. She, she jumped quite well, but there was a mad rush underneath her, and she was, and Zach Lloyd started to, to let her drift back because he realised he wasn't getting in. He didn't want to push on, so she was drifting right back. And then, all of a sudden, he couldn't get in. And he thought, oh, I'm going to be caught three wide here, so I better press on. So he got going again, went around the field, sat outside the leader and was too strong. I just don't see them win at Canterbury like that very often. And I think with such a lightweight here, she's sort of on the way up. And if NCAP's vulnerable today, she's my pick, uh, although the cream odds is well and truly gone now. We, I was down at Canberra yesterday, the guest of the club there for Tony Campbell Memorial Day, and Anthony Manton and I, we got up and did a bit of a, a Q&A uh, with Kirsten, I was put on the spot. What's the best bet? And I just nominated this. So I, I noticed a couple of heavy hitters went straight for their phone and they were charging in. So I hope I'm not <laughs> a part of this price move. <laughs> you, you might be responsible, Ben Way. Um, can, can you make any links uh, by the book to Darren Flindell? Uh, who's backing this Macarena? Yeah, so that function was at 3.20 yesterday. 3.22, I can see some significant bets. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> Might be overstating his ability to shift the market there, Daz. But, uh, <laughs> so NCAP's the best backed, and I don't think that would surprise anyone. I mean, there's nine times more than the next best backed, which is Mark Arena. There's nothing really at longer odds that's, that's being specced. In fact, the push for Mark Arena, say $13 post deductions into $6, I couldn't really justify that off what we're seeing with tab fixed odds. If you, if you wanted my opinion, which nobody asked for, but. No, we do. I think Ducast ticks out to nine dollars, even though it's near friendless in the market. There's just there wasn't as much separating them the last time they bumped into each other. I know the margin was three point three, but one was drawn sixteen and had to go back to essentially last, second last in running and close the gap. And the other one looked to have every chance. If there was one that could turn the tables, that'd be it. Well, it's a great price now, isn't it? Ducast nine dollars. I'll definitely be having some of that as well. Yeah, he's on the slide. There you go, listeners. There's both sides of the argument. Make up your own mind on the tap, Craig. Looking forward to that a little bit later in the program. Hill Stakes is race 7, 1900. I like who you Mal here, Darren. I just think Montefilia, she's been going well, but it's been a while since, he, since she's won, and I think this is a horse on the rise, the import. So do I. Uh, for a $2 million race, this is a, a big disappointment, really, with the quality of the field. And uh, it took me forever to, to make a, a decision. And then I just kept coming back to who you Mal. I know he'll, he's crying out for this longer trip. He's had those two runs in. He had that chequered path to last time in the seven stakes, so he never really had a chance to build up momentum. So he's the one I'm really focused on, who you Mal. And uh, protagonist with blinkers on, that uh, that might do the trick. We thought he, he was probably going to win the rolling mile there at Hawksby and just fell short against a bold Mac. He was my danger in the race. Who you mail from protagonist? Dave, what are you saying here? Yeah, I'm saying that the, the they're priced too aggressively, aren't they? Like, I, I just think sometimes these imports, they're priced on what they may do rather than what they've been doing, and who you mail is the great example. I mean, 
$4.80 and you've had two runs out the back where you haven't really got into the races at all. You've, yeah, you've hit the line, you've trialled the house down prior and everyone's saying, well, 2,000 metres, great. Yeah, but he's got to take $4.80 like he's actually in the finish of these last couple of races. I just, even even Montefilia, you know, she's there, she gets mad. Well, hang on, I've got to stop you there. He's beaten a length what? and a half first up. Yeah, yeah, but he's never never a winning hope. And then same as last start, I mean, he's beaten three lengths and just out the back poking around, running on okay, but they're not like runs of, of take $4.80 at Wake for Age, are they, next time? Like, mm. I can see he's got a great chance, but, gee, I'm, I thought you'd be getting $6, $7 because he's, he hasn't he hasn't absolutely gone, uh, I'm blind, you know? I just, yeah, I, I think Zarek and Protagonist, for example, I think they're just going just as well, aren't they? Like, and here they are at seven and nine dollars. Protagonist, you look at Montefilia and Protagonist last time out. Well, you look at you look at uh, Zarek. Zarek's beaten who you mal home by a length last time out. There's a great example. He's beaten him a length, and and here he is at, at nine dollars versus four dollars eighty. Who you mal? It, it just it, it's just being priced on what he may do to two thousand. Well, Zarek's going to love two thousand Rose Hill as well. So or nineteen hundred. Sorry. So. I think they just priced too aggressively. If you look at the runs of Protagonist and Montefilia last time out, Protagonist was a much better run. Uh, he's had to go right back from the gate um, and at that at that uh, tough start and then rattle home, take off a long way from home. I thought he was terrific. Now he gets gate one, shades on. He's not great off at weight for age, but he's the way I'll go at sevens. I think Zarek's a great chance and I think Montefilia and Huyamal are priced way too aggressively. What are you saying here, Ben? Well, in terms of the money, uh, punters, essentially it just goes in market order. Montefilia is the best bank, but I wouldn't say there's a, a wave of money going that way. Then it's Sugamal, then Protagonist. The fourth best bank is Young Verta, and you will you will see, if you have a look at the fluctuations, it is the one. So $26 the open, 16 into $13 today. It's not a a big amount of money with us, but I guess it's significant enough, and with that firm, that would be the, the push at an each-way price. I made the point earlier, and I just wanted to pick the brain of the guys. So mares don't have a great record in this race. Over the past 20 years, only two of them have won, and they're very elegant in Miss Marielle, so you need to be pretty handy to do it. That would suggest that history's against your likes of Montefilia, Hinge, Fireburn, um, whatever, but do you reckon this race is weirdly devoid of a gun gelding like we had Cas- Cascadian last year, think it over in 2021. Um, we had Hartnell in 2016. Everywhere you look, there was sort of a high calibre gelding in the race. Great question. See, we'd never get this sort of stuff from Hurls, would we, Davo? <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't. Hurls would be too busy telling us a 10-minute story that should have been told in 10 seconds. <laughs> you got a take on that, though? Ben's made a, an interesting point. Well, I think the guys have hit the nail on the head, both Ben and Darren. It's just lacking a little bit, isn't it, for the, the prize money, unfortunately. And um, it's up for grabs, and, and that's probably why the the, the, you know, the bookies have, have gravitated towards your likes of who you're Mel and Montefilia. They're kind of left there. As, mm. You know, they're going okay, but they're, they're definitely not going great guns. So I think, um, yeah, it's a race where you could look a bit wider, your Zarex, your, your protagonist, even wider than that, and, and, and try to try to come up with something that can be in the finish. Even Hinge, guys, like, we know she's a really good mare coming off cardiac arrhythmia. Um, she's got the form here. I know Gary Portelli's keen enough on Fireburn. Hosier probably needs to work track, but you Marion first up, he's, if he can get forward into the race, and not hopeless, and your Luntis, your no compromises. I just don't think there's, there's that much between those 40-to-1 pops and Montefilia at $3.80. 
Speaking of cardiac arrhythmias, Fen wanted to know, Davo, on the back of the run last night, have you pulled up okay? No cardiac arrhythmia? Can you confirm? Well, well, it was the walk, so I, I barely got the, 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 yeah, the heart rate up. It was, uh, it was totally fine, just a, a brisk walk. Um, readiness for today, so probably the perfect preparation, I'd say. Wonderful. Uh, good text here in regards to an omen tip. Hey, guys, with Bathurst this weekend, Brisbane race three, number four, surely omen bet of the year out of a mare called Mountain Legacy. I went digging for the form guide. It's called Brocky, guys. Uh, oh, yes. No doubt named yes. after Peter Brock. Uh, he was the king of the mountain, Darren. Mm, yes, that is uh, definitely the omen bet there. So that uh, good text from that listener. Thanks for that one. Uh, Rose Hill Race 9, a question about Audet here, guys, outside of the market. Davo, um, does Audet fit in anywhere? Well, not hopeless. She's been a, an underrated mare um, for some time and uh, was okay there, fresh. You can improve off that from the good gate. I wouldn't be saying no at Matthew Odds. Uh, probably another race, guys, where... I'm kind of thinking your magic times and your paracels probably aren't as, as dominant over the, the others as, as the market gives credit for. I think, you know, she's all class, got a great first-up record. I think uh, Russian Conquest is, is definitely a horse that can that can run well fresh here with, with um, 54 kilos, dry track, nice trial. I can see her hitting the line powerfully at 19 to 1. And, Look, I think Magic Time's the one to beat. I must admit, I, I was sort of having a debate with uh, Mike Wood and a few others about this horse and thinking, is she, I, I sort of first thought, is she a wet tracker? And But maybe I'm being a bit harsh on her, so I've turned back her sort of way um, rather than, than potting her here, just simply with the wide run fresh. We're seeing what a score has done out of that race. And um, she needs a bit of luck on the on the map, but Graham Begg, uh, I think he's quite bullish about this horse's future. And got to do it on dry ground at Rose Hill, but um, I think she's on top. I think she's short enough, though, and like I said, I can see different ways, different angles you can go in this race. I think she's all class at 14s, and Russian Conquest and 19s are definitely horses that uh, you could entertain if you're looking for roughies. Uh, in regards to Audette, her last one was in a benchmark 78 at Warwick Farm, so I simply think this is too rich for her on a dry track. She's really excelled on the wet tracks, Audette, so I didn't didn't focus on her. I think Magic Time's better than these. Uh, her win in the PJ Bell back at the championships was awesome. Looked brilliant that day and then had a really tough run when she was beaten, uh, backing up a fortnight later. I think she's better than these Magic Time. I've got her clearly on top of Parasol. I have to say I like the way that Revolutionary mistrialed at Rose Hill recently. Really good work by her. She's definitely going in the exotics. And Russian Conquest is one that's always been on my radar. Now that the track has dried right out, I thought her trial at Rose Hill on the 19th was really good as well. So, um, yeah, Magic Time stands out. And then I'll be looking at numbers 2, 3 and 13 behind her in the trifecta. Don't worry about the trifecta, Darren. Just just load up. Just load up. You, you've got the clarity and I think you're spot on. I think what I'll do is, not the duet, of course, because they're barred with me, barred for life. No duet. Oh, yes. <laughs> Magic time to run top two, and then life's revolutionary miss and Russian conquest to run top four. Yeah, they did trial all those two horses. Ben, any money for for those two, revolutionary miss or Russian conquest? We know this favourite, now favourite, Magic Time's been well-backed. Hardly in that. To be honest, I was surprised as well off the back of that work from Revolutionary Miss that there wasn't a little bit more support there, but there's 30 times more money on Magic Time than there is on Revolutionary Miss and 60 times more than we're seeing for Russian Conquest. Uh, in terms of Audette, which was the 
the message that came in, uh, it's the least backed runner in the race, and clearly so. So if they've had a bet, they may be one of the only ones. But I will say, Kylie Gavinlock continually slips under the guard of many. I know not everybody sort of believes in facts and figures, but I had a look back at 2023. So average win price, $19.47. So Kylie's going to have a winner. It'll be at a price. And if you're level staked on every one of her 57 runners, you'd be up 139%. So there you go. I wouldn't begrudge you anything if you wanted to have a back of that runner, but best back by a mile in this is magic time. Great stuff, mate. Uh, Good insight there. Now, guys, I'm not making this up, okay? This is an actual text. Not making this up. I'm not doing this to, you know, promote our show. This is just what's been sent in. Uh, no name on it though. But it says, "Morning, lads. Great to hear Ben on the airwaves today. Agree with that. Good luck with the multi this week after last week's victory. I'd like to point out that the Friday Racing HQ one lost last week. So good to see Marlowe's team come out on top. Kob best of the day. Well, wow. bit of controversy here, Darren." Sinking the boot into the punters panel mob. Wow. Well, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> Hopefully one of my mates. But uh, um, there we go. Kobe. Kobe, yeah. best bet of the day. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it was going to be my pick for the multi, but that got snavelled up pretty quickly. It was it was funny when I was doing the form in the, on this last race. I'm going through it because we had Dalalard in and Nathan's decided to, uh, to run in Brisbane instead today. When I was doing the form, I thought, oh, I hope you've made the right move. Nathan, because this is a very winnable race. The last have got Kobe on top, and then I didn't know what to do with the rest of them. Mm, yeah, so D- Big D staying at home today? No, Big D's going around oh, yes. Race 9 Eagle Farm. Oh, you snuck him over the border. You're too mm, good. Yes, dual acceptor. What's the mail? What's the mail? Oh, he wins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> He'll, um, he's, he's unknown at 1,400 metres, but he's got a nice draw of barrier too. There's a bit of speed. If he can get a suck run third on the fence, be exposed late, I think he's a great chance uh, of the $8. Don't be backtracking now. You've just declared this thing. Uh, and now you're trying to, oh, if he gets the run and this. He can't, oh, he can't backtrack here, Ben. He's just declared Big D I, from I all forgot the that I, I forgot that I was on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's refreshing, to be honest. And I love you know, it. What? Never take a tip from an owner. That seems to be the uh, the theory to live by. But I certainly hope that it runs well, and I'm sure that it will. Uh, Kobe's really well backed. It'll probably anchor the vast majority of multis, being the last race as well. $2.80. Bottomed out at $2.50, now back to that $2.80 quote. And there's five times more than the next best back. Uh, we haven't got Brad's thoughts on it just yet. There was one at a longer price that I didn't mind, which is Lafargue, the uh, French revolutionary horse. So 11 out of $14 near Friendless. But I just thought from a soft draw, they might get a nice card into it. And I don't know, he's a bit of a winner, this horse. Second up, I just felt it was one that might be able to blouse the favourite Kobe, who does look tough to beat. Mm. Brad, I think you're, you're pretty hot on Kobe, are you not? Well, I think he's hard to beat. Um, I must admit, I was a bit more confident before I went and read the story online. It's uh, racing New South Wales with Disable. And the reason I say that is, I just read down the bottom that they're, they're not keen to put this, race in, this horse in the race early. They're, they want to sort of be three pairs back. And I almost just, oh, I just went, oh, gee, my confidence just... Can I uh, jump in and tell you why? Because I interviewed Sam this morning. Yeah, they want to get him up in trip, don't they? No, no, he said, excuse me, he said that 
when he's further back, he, he's much better chasing. If he gets to the front, he thinks he can switch off if he gets to the front too early. So he likes him just that length further back. So he's got a bunny and he's, he can see the target to run down. So that's that's why there is there yeah. is a thought process behind it. Well, well, I appreciate that, but um, I think intent in races is is the, the the best thing in racing, yet it's the, it's the least used. And here you are, you've got a gate, you've got a horse that's, that's jumped so well fresh and, and put himself there and he would have been sort of fourth if he if he drew a gate that day, he had to go back and was an outstanding run. Here he is, just jump out, lob fourth and just win. And if they get back another pair, all of a sudden you get traffic jams and you and you're too far back and the race is gone. I just think sometimes we overthink it and for me you've got to you've got to make use of these gates when you get them. And that's what's my little query now is you get to a length further back. I don't think he has the sharpest turn of foot either. Like, he's got this bit of a more sort of, you know, building rather than that. That's why I love him closer too. So that's my concern now is is just the the, the, the lack of intent and the fact that he's going to be further back than I'm at him. I just thought, perfect. Third, fourth, third fourth. And from there, he's just, he just wins. So um, that's my little niggle. And I appreciate the stable. But, um, I you know, that, that's my view on it. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I think if he... Even from six, I still think he's the one to beat. But like I said, I just um, it's just dulled my confidence a little bit. But um, he was terrific first up. If he gets back in grade here in what doesn't look a strong 78, um, he gets a lovely claim. And second up, uh, 1,300 metres, he, he should be hard to beat. Um, Gringotts, I thought, was, was fair the other day. Bungart's got improvements, but out of midway form. And outside of that, I, I didn't find much else I was too worried about. So... Yep, I think he. I think he gets the job done, but I think there's a few nervous moments if he if he gets caught behind a few there. Okay, there's Davo's opinion on uh, the last. That's Kobe. Um, uh, that text, by the way, was from Ryan too. Um, we don't mind that, do we, Darren? A little bit of ribbing against the competition, as our listeners know. I appear on the punters panel occasionally, but I didn't this week, so it's game on. No, you are sometimes a double agent. Oh, yes, behind enemy lines. Just gaining intel, <laughs> gathering intel. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. Exactly. Uh, good text here from Graham in Currajong. He says, Marlo, is King's Gambit the most spoken about horse in the country today? Every man and his dog has an opinion on this cult. Graham, I think you're spot on. Uh, I've had a number of other texts about him this morning. Here's one from Tom in Mudgee. Luke, I'm pushing all chips in today on King's Gambit. I'm getting juicy odds with the tab to find out that he is maybe the best three-year-old in the country. The slipper run was amazing when sitting wide and going to water in the yard beforehand. He beat home militarised, don't forget. So that's on King's Gambit, and we go to that race next, guys. We're talking about race number five, which is the Tab Roman Consul Stakes, and I'll give Ben Way the floor firstly here before we discuss King's Gambit and unpack this quality race. How much cash is there for him, Ben? Because I saw he was one of the first back. Tab went up $6, and that price was quickly taken earlier in the week. It certainly was. Can I just say, smart text in from Graham, because it's a bit of a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, that text. <clears throat> you say, hey, this horse is the most talked-about horse, and then three of four of us discuss it. So either way, <laughs> it's going to work point. out. <laughs> but King's Gambit, there's three and a half times more money on those Osmosis than there is King's Gambit. The second best back runner in the race is actually Barber. Third best back is Celestial Legend. And then you have King's Gambit. My thoughts on King's Gambit, Awkward Alley, uh, I had a listen to Tommy Berry a couple of days ago. He was out on track and discussing the ride. He said... 
uh, there's an opportunity there given the draw uh, and given the work that we've done that we do want to take a sit and maybe we see the best of him maybe we see the worst of him but one thing I don't think I could agree with on what we've seen thus far I don't think you could argue he's the best of that crop on what's been exposed uh, I have a feeling that you know Shinzo and Cylinder and Militarise and Co certainly deserve that mantle hopefully he puts his hand up and that changes today but I did like the little bit of work with King of Sparta on Monday Oh, he's Darren, he's, he's the best trialer in the world, King's Gambit. It just, it sucks you in every time, doesn't it? Gee, you can, if he could just execute, mm. if he can just execute race day, um, he's got the ability. I can't help but think they'd hate to do it. Yes. Um, but I can't Same. help, oh, I think he's a big candidate for the ultimate. That's the biggest problem, I think, going against him, the fact that he's still a cult. <coughs> it just seems every time he goes out, there's some type of incident in, involving him, whether he's... He's missing the start or he's firing up badly. He led down the straight in Melbourne and then things went pear-shaped there as well. I, I just find he, there's too much drama with this horse, King's Gambit. At the price that he's at, I can understand a lot of people will take that uh, because if he runs up to his true ability, he, he could easily beat these. But I, I'm sticking with those that have done nothing wrong, really. O Osmosis is... Very exciting cult. He just goes up, eyeballs the leader, goes past them and wins. He's a winner, three out of three. But I think Celestial Legend was clearly the 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 horse to follow out of the, the Heritage Stakes, was doing his best work at the finish. And this extra 100 metres today is really going to suit him as well. So I'm going to stick with those that haven't let me down at all. Osmosis and Celestial Legend got them as the top two, then Barber, then King's Gambit. Russell from Penrith's backing up on Barber today. Uh, Davo, that text just through. Um, your take on this exciting affair? Yeah, it's a great race, isn't it? Probably race of the day for me and excited to, to see how it all it all plays out here. Um, look, firstly on King's Gambit, um, what do you do? You know, you, you can't really pot him because he, he trials like a Group 1 horse, he races like a Group 3 horse. Um, I know he ran so well on a Golden Slipper, but you take his form either side of that and he has been disappointing. There's no doubt about it. He's been beaten at a dollar twenty-eight. He's been beaten at two fifty, two ninety, and you know, even even first up at Flemington, he travelled like the winner, and then they go to let down, and there's nothing there. Um, yeah, he's obviously got all the talent in the world. I don't think they ever geld him, do they? Because I think he'll make a stallion, regardless with his breeding, um, because he's run third in a slipper. So I'm sure he'll they'll, they'll breed from him. Um, but uh, yeah, look, I I struggle to to sort of bit in the race because of him to be honest because I'm, I'm sitting there going do I want to take the short odds osmosis when I've got a horse of King's Gambit ability um, probably not but I can't back him either King's Gambit because of those reasons so look I'm, I'm with osmosis I think I think um, the uh, the 1200 is going to suit him and a lot of people are saying the 1200 will suit Celestial Legend which it will but he's out of a, four, um, a mare that won a 1400 he's by Zoostar he's bred to be 12-1400 metre horse this osmosis and the, the, the report out of the yard first up was that he wasn't ready and he still won. Um, and you, you take that line as well that Bjorn Baker's horses have been getting beaten at short odds first up and then really improving second and third up. So he's been able to, to win there fresh. I think he's got improvement to come um, and I think he'll get the job done again today. I, I think um, King Gambit, Celestial Legend, that the two... I, Look, my, my view on Barber is, I've, I've said, I, I think he's overrated um, all the way through. I think he's been overrated, and I thought he was okay fresh, but um, I, I can't get involved there. Three um, on top for me, and King's Gambit and Celestial Legend, the two dangers. 
the one thing, Luke, uh, I guess in regards to Celestial Legend, because I absolutely love that horse, mm. and I reckon he could turn out to be the best horse in this race, but 1,200 metres. Mm. The thing that steered me towards King's Gambit was from the map side of things, and you could stare at this map for eight days and wonder what they're going to do with this horse. I think I know. If King's Gambit goes back the whole way... Yep. Then they have a beautiful trail in and there looks to be enough speed. If they just settle, say, two-thirds back, they can probably dictate Celestial Legend, keep it locked in or go whenever they want to go as opposed to being dictated to. If they go forward, I think that's probably trouble. But um, I just felt as though one of the main dangers, they could really dictate Celestial Legend. Either that will have its back and be walked into the race. I think it's a great point, Ben. Oh, my gut feeling is they'll ease on King's Gambit. I, I'm nearly certain he'll go back, mm. is my opinion. Guys, I think what you're saying here is there's question marks on King's Gambit, how he behaves. There's question marks on Celestial Legend. Is it too short? Davo says Barber's overrated. Royal Tribute had every chance and got beaten behind Osmosis last start. Balkans is the unknown, but all being equal, he wins, Osmosis. He was first up the other day and he raced without cover. Um, so he just looks hard to beat. Simple as that. Whether you want to take 250 or not against these other good horses uh, is a personal question, but yeah, I think you'll get the job done, guys. Um, and based on all of your comments, poking holes in the in the others to a degree, I think uh, it just makes the case stronger for him. And he is unbeaten after all. Let's not forget that. At 10.45, it's time for our multi this week. Last week, we got up. Uh, Darren was successful with straight charge in race three, ran second. Tom Kitten ran third in race five. Hawaii 5-0 for Hurls ran second. And, um, look, don't want to brag, but my leg won last week. Uh, Airman, up you go, big boy. In the last, wasn't that just beautiful, Darren? Lovely end to the day. It was a lovely end, yes. They went hard, <laughs> charging down the middle of the track, heavily backed. Yes, that was a, a good end to the day. Mate, what's your leg this week? Macarena. Uh, I can't see Macarena missing the top four today. So, uh, yep, she's my pick. It was going to be Kobe, but uh, I missed the boat there. So, Macarena. Brad Davidson. Yeah, I, I got in there early with Kobe. I thought, oh, I was sick of getting potted. Well, I, I forgot that hills uh, wasn't the way. So, um, <laughs> I was sick of getting potted for taking the shorty. So, Kobe, it is at sort of three. That'll, that'll do me. You should run top four and, and be hard to beat in the last. Ben Way, you debut with the multi. I think the the first timer is going to bring us good luck here for sure. Well, I've gone with the most discussed horse in Australia by the sound yes. of it. Gambit. I know it's an awkward alley. I know they're going to be riding quiet, but I just fail to see that he won't be fighting out the finish because I feel like the top end ability is there. And as I said, if you can dictate to one of the main dangers, that horse goes in. So I think that leaves you and... Is it fair to say there was a rule for a while there that you couldn't use a horse in the highway? Look, it was suggested by our listeners. And hear me out here, guys. I'm going to break the rule this week. I know it's, it's contentious with our audience, but this is what I've come up with. Race one, number one, chase my crown. And here's why. If you interrogate the horse's form since April, it's run in eight highways. It hasn't missed the top four once. It's eight out of eight in highways since April 15. That's good enough for me, punters, at the, at the $6, just to add a bit of fat to this multi for us. And speaking of eights, it's had eight starts at Rose Hill for one minor placing. 
That's okay. Ooh. It's only got to run top four, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> but I just see it landing in the right spot here on the map. Uh, atmospheric rock um, will be behind her. The claim suits ran in a midweek race last start, Darren, and was very acceptable there, yeah. I thought. So there yeah, you go, guys. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, quiz that from the draw. And Hawkesbury prices are up, which has really annoyed me because... Uh, oh, no, really? Yeah, Gustosomo's already gone off in race three, guys. I tried to pounce it. I got the dynamic alert, but I'm too slow there into evens. It'll be winning, boys, tomorrow. Yes. It'll be winning, Darren. What about its trolls? Yes, absolutely flying. Oh, what do they go? 260 into $2 now. Um, yeah. Just looking at this for the first time, I don't recognise any of the other names there. So, yes, go Gustissimo. Gustissimo, whatever. Oh, he's caught me <laughs> in the trials. I slaughtered his name. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be your worry tomorrow. Uh, yes, it will be. Um, even money, Brad. Uh, you had a look at the Hawkesbury form tomorrow? That's one I hadn't had a look at, but I'm waiting for prices on a couple of others there that I'll uh, keep close to the chest at this stage, if that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough, buddy. You can multitask, I've learnt. <laughs> don't yeah. worry. Um, okay, so that's our multi this week. Recapping, it is uh, for myself, race one, number one, Chase Mike Crown. For Ben Way, race five, number one, King's Gambit. For Darren Flindell, race six, number 13, Macarena. And for Brad Davidson, race 10, number two, Kobe. $5.50, guys. Max bet of $25. It'll be open very shortly, Benny, if it's not already. Exactly right. Yeah, four minutes ago they were meant to open, so fingers crossed the boys have their fingers on the pulse, and that one is open for anyone to get involved. So, yeah, $5.50 max bet and $25. They're shaking in their boots. Oh, yes. uh, there is a couple at Hawkesbury, by the way. Warrior to Warrior was a black booker added by Chantel Buckley in the fifth. And Midnight Opal for Nathan Doyle in the 7th was another one there. 7pm, Sky Thoroughbred Central on Thursdays, guys. I'm sure you'd never miss it. Never, buddy. Love the show. Black Booker's uh, some great work there. Um, any Black Booker's in today of note, by the way? Oh, heaps. What's the, um, what's the best? We, we had them for fun. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon Bandy's Boy Each Way at Rose Hill, not the best bet, but I reckon it's one um, for the Black Book followers. That's one from the trials that we were interested in. Uh, Celestial Legend's been a bit of a mainstay and looks alive chance. Stukas is in the black book. But, you know, we venture far and wide. There's one there's one at Albury. Slays Bell's in there uh, for the lawback team. So, maybe okay. that's one. Now, are you prepared, Ben? Are we early growing? You bet we are, ah. buddy. On Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry. Early Crow. Welcome to the Early Crow for another week. Flindell, are you on task this week? Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, I was just working out. I thought the maximum bet was 50, but it's 25 on our multi today. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Oh. Well, we got We've got them running scared then. Well, we won last week, so they, they just bring it back a length. Um, ah. Early Crows for another week. Let's recap last week firstly. Andrew Hurley said Tis Invincible was the lay of the day. Yeah, I was pretty much the same, so I took a slightly different tack that uh, Kamachi in a head-to-head -head would finish in front of Tis Invincible. You get a tick as well, Darren. Yeah. Two out of two so far. Brad Davidson, what did you do last week, Dave? I mean, you've stopped a, an Everest horse here. This is just poor form from you, Brad. Poor form. Give me a double What did you do? I think. What did you do to uh, Marzu? 
Well, I said he'd get his Everest campaign back on track and he was a late scratch. So there you go. <laughs> That's a bad cross to Davidson. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> uh, he's back on track, though. He's had a trial since, hasn't he, Davo? And everything's sweet. He was just... He got cast, did he? Yeah, but um, leave me out of him in an Everest. Uh, you missed that run. You, no, not for me. Thank well, you. Red Zell did it. Red Zell did it and yeah. won. Don't forget. No. You need, he needed that. He needed that run in between to get him closer mm. to the mark. And I think you just can't replicate it in the trial. So I think he's... I think he's um, I think he's a winning hope now. Absolutely. Uh, mine last week, I said Kaboo would have a boo-boo. And he did, didn't he? Um, mm. He was down the track Pulled there. up lame, to be fair to him. Well, yeah, That's a boo-boo. We never liked that happening. Um, and I hope the horse recovers and performs up to his best. But I guess I was right then, Dover. You were well, 100% yeah. right. You had yeah. a bad boo-boo. You get it, you get it. You he get had an it. owie. I uh, hope he's all right, because I like the horse. Um, righto. Fenway, this is going to be a career highlight for you, buddy. So I've got to let you go first. What is your early crow for this week? To be honest, I overstated it earlier this morning. I said this is an all-timer, but it's not even that good. So last week, <laughs> last week the quaddy paid $220.20. The week prior, $1,145. The week prior, a tick over 2000 which is a pass mark, and the week prior to that, $281.10. So it has been skinny on the Saturday Metro Sydney meetings, the quaddies for the past four weeks. My early crow is that we're going to have some form of upset today and we'll have a quaddy that pays in excess of $5,000. What a what a great crow. Um, geez, you've, you've spent hours thinking about this. Well, I play quaddies every week and to be honest, I'm pretty sick of, say, spending 200 winning the quaddy and getting $50 back. Great so, work. Today's the day. Great work, buddy. So Benway's early crow, the quaddy to pay over five large. Darren Flindell, what are you doing? So we've got a field of 14 first leg, 18 in the second <laughs> leg, 12 in the ninth. <laughs> oh, yes, I think uh, I think uh, Ben will be right there. Um, hey, hang, I don't on, know. hang on. End caps in there at... NCAP's the last leg of the early quaddy, and then we've got... What have we got in race seven? We've got an open race there. We've got a $3 favourite in the eight. We've got a $3.20 favourite in the last. I'm pretty much cheering against Kobe, aren't I? Wow. And Magic Time. Yes. Yep. And Magic Time, yeah. They'll both win now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Oh, just to spite you. At least you're not taking <laughs> duets, Ben. No, well, on the duets, just quickly, sorry, on the duets, I, I, I haven't done them for a decade, right? But we have the world pull on Everest mm. Day. Mm. Duets are part of that. And when we bring in all of the overseas money, I reckon those pools are going to be worth playing. So you, you jest, but I reckon we're going to have a duet day on the 14th. You might be back, Darren. <laughs> those duet pools next week with that world pool will be huge. Because mm. uh, Hong Kong is going to be sort of the, the major contributor to this whirlpool. They go nuts over the, they call it Quinella Place there. Okay. Quinellas and Quinella Places are the equivalent of the wind pools uh, in Hong Kong. So we can have a little, if we can find some roughies next Saturday, we can play that. Um, early crow for me, I think King's Gambit will let the punters down again today.
Okay, Darren. Taking on King's Gambit. Darren. Yeah, sorry, Ben, but <laughs> I've, I've, just got, I've just got too much history with this horse. He just, it's, it's just too much, too much drama. <laughs> Darren's not a fan of the drama whatsoever. And, mate, we've got to let you go. You've got to get out there. So Yes, uh, I'll get cracking now. See you, buddy. There goes Darren Fundell, King's Gambit. Gee, Ben, that's a bit rough since he's a leg of the multi this week. And Darren's, Darren's crowing that he's going to let the punters down. I hope he doesn't let us down. My first week, and he yeah. offers that up. I thought that was pretty brutal, to be honest. But, th- I mean, the fact of the matter is, for the multi, King's Gambit doesn't have to win, so... Yeah, look, I've got HR's number if you need it, mate. Uh, that's a bit of bullying there from Flindell, I think. Brad Davidson, what's your early crow? Uh, yeah, struggled this week. I um, I was going to pot uh, the little pumper in, in race six when it was $4.60, but now it's down to $8.50, so that's not very brave, is it? Um I didn't know how they went up four dollars sixty. Yeah, income. It's beating private legacy. Like it's just not even in the ball game here. Um, but uh, so I'll have to pass there. Look, I'm I'm going to pot Montefilia in the Hill Stakes. I just think it's it's an open race. I think there's plenty of chances, and I'll, I'll pot her as, as favourite. I just think um, I think the winner of the Hill Stakes will, will come a bit wider. So we'll we'll, we'll pot her in the uh, in the Hill Stakes. And uh, good to see Ben got the memo. First up there with the with the early crow. I hope, <laughs> hope our old mate Hurls is having a good hard long think of himself overseas and come back and, and do something similar because uh, yes uh, he hasn't uh, been on track. But uh, Benny, you nailed it. First up, well done. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, he actually sent through a couple. He said Sydney Kings to win the NBL, <laughs> uh, the Adelaide Crows to win the Premiership next year. So, yeah, but I ignored them and went with something this week. Love that, mate. Uh, nice areas with that sledging, but it's not hard, Dave. I mean, Hurls, he just, it took him a, about a month, but he eventually got on task. This is taking him a while, but he's <laughs> there now, I think. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how he goes. But I know he, he loves his show, so he'll probably be tuning in somewhere. I'm sure he'll, he'll find some uh, internet service overseas, so he's probably listening right now. I hope so, mate. He loves this show, and we love our man, Hurls. So, look forward to having him back next week. Um, my early crow. A magical, the Nivison in race nine at Rose Hill. Magic time, the Melbourne horse. It's not easy for Melbourne horses to come to Sydney and win, uh, but she's done it before, and I think she'll put them to the sword today in the Nivison magic time to win. Ben Way says 5,000 for the quaddy, and he'll get it. Darren Flindell, King's Gambit to let the punters down. Davos against Montefilia. I like magical time. And, gentlemen, we're just about out of time. So, Davo, as you leave us, give us your best bet anywhere yeah. and for Rose Hill. Best bet's at NCAP at Rose Hill. Uh, Kyobi the next best. Um, look, I, I thought it was a day to sort of play the, the straight bat and hope that they get the job done. And, uh, yeah, NCAP the one for me. I see the, the tab just tantalising back out to ninety. I think that's a more than fair price. Um, I think he's just too good for them. And when a maiden winner's... The second favourite is $6. Um, that's, a, that's a big gap there. So $1.90, happy with NCAP. Have a good day, Brad. Thanks, guys. There's Brad Davidson. Um, ben Way, what a debut. Gee, just group one performance, mate. I appreciate you only reading out the positive text, too. You forget that I sit in the <laughs> studio every now and again. I, I know that they're balanced. Uh, so just on NCAP, that's the last race of the fixed odds offer for Tab at Rose Hill today. In fact, it's Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm races one to six. You run second or third, bonus bet back up to $50. It's hard to see, based on what Davo's just said, NCAP not running top three. So I love those races where you've got a shorty, you feel like you can just put 50 beat fixed odds yep. and if it loses, you <clears> still get a free bet and another crack at it. Um, just while I have you, the Hill Stakes and the Turnbull Stakes, I mentioned it earlier, but there's a fixed odds offer. Run second to tenth, bonus bet back up to $50.
And if you're having a bet, think to yourself, what's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential advice, call 1-800-858-858 or gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks very much for having me, and I can't wait to get out there to Rose Hill today. Have a great day, Ben. Thank you, you too. There's Ben Way. Appreciate his help this morning. A few texts as we depart. Um, hey, boys, uh, I'd like to try a duet uh, next week. Uh, that one, just the last bit of that text got chopped off. Uh, apologies. Uh, can't see it here on the system. Uh, listener wanting the, the Hawkesbury mail for tomorrow. I've just got Gustosissimo for you in race three, number four. <clears throat> I think it'll be winning. Um, oh no, Marlow has gone an early crow for the multi and mixed up the segments. Hope Ben knows the rules, unlike Hurls, as he continues to mix it up. Mix it up. That from Ryan. I did. I did sort of go the early crow. I was just. I was just stating fact that Chase, my crown, has been eight out of eight running top four in highways. I was just stating fact. Um, and a couple of others there. Uh, team behind the gates, can one of you please have Pioneer, in, Pioneer River in race four? That from Dan. Sorry we didn't uh, get it in for you, Dan, but good luck if you're backing uh, that runner today. That's been Behind the Gates for another week. Thanks for your texts and contributing to the show. We'll be back next week. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast, Monday morning from 5.30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. The very best of US racing seven days a week. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. We all need connection. Across this big brown land, our radio community keeps you connected. But sometimes you need more. If you're feeling alone, if you're struggling, if you just feel helpless, don't keep it to yourself. There's a collection of organisations, real people, ready and waiting to hear from you. Head to commercialradio.com.au forward slash voice for the numbers you need. If you know someone who needs help, who might be doing it tough, use this moment to reach out. Because sometimes all you need is a voice. Head to commercialradio.com.au forward slash voice. Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the hill stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast Team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. This is Racing HQ with Luke Marlow on Sky Sports Radio. Time for the Debordley competition. Paul Ambrosoli, good morning. 
And a very good morning to you, Lucas, and good morning, everyone. Yes, it's the DeBortley Quiz, where you've got the chance of winning a twin pack of famous DeBortley Windy Peak wine. Yes, and you're all lining up there, ready to say, God, am I ever going to win this? Well, I can't help it. Sometimes, you know, uh, people have it on the lip and uh, tone, right on the, on the lip and out it comes with the answer and everything else. Like, I try to make the questions as interesting as possible. So let's see how we go today. And I think this is an interesting one, actually. Uh, Luke likes these sort of questions. Look, listen to this. The, the horses I'm going to mention are really top class. Desert War, Toy Port, Red Craze. Remember Red Craze? One of my beautiful horses. Fabulous. Hydrogen, Urella, Goldrod. If you get any pictures of Goldrod, he's just one of the most photogenic horses I've ever seen. Chatham, Farlap, Limerick. Pretty good lineup of horses. Would you not agree? Oh, yeah. Well, they've all won one particular race. Twice. Twice. Right? It's the Hill Stakes. The big race today. They've all won the Hill Stakes twice in consecutive years. But there's one other horse that has won the Hill Stake, but not in consecutive years. Name me that horse. To join the illustrious band of horses that have won it in consecutive years, but one horse has won it twice, but not in consecutive years. I'll give you a further clue. I won't ask you for the years, just the name of the horse. The same horse has won another Group 1 race and did the same thing. He won it twice, but not in consecutive years, which is unusual because all those other horses won it in consecutive years. This horse has not. What's his name? I don't need the years, just his name. That's all. And for that, you'll win a twin pack of DeBortley Wine. The Windy Peak Stable is the one you're talking about. Three whites, three reds. And by the way, the person who won last week, my fault. I had a bit of a hiccup as far as deliveries were concerned this uh, uh, <laughs> the last week. So yours will come this week at some stage, hopefully. Okay. So apologies for the lateness of delivery. There wasn't the uh, wasn't the uh, Debortley's fault. It was mine. Okay. So you know, like uh, there you go. Twin pack. You have the just the Chardonnay, the Pinot Grigio, which is beautiful. Uh, there's the Sauvignon Blanc. And then, of course, on the reds, you've got the Shiraz, the uh, uh, the Pinot Noir, and the Cabernet Sauvignon, whichever you like, along the way. So that's the point. So we'll send you out a twin pack. You'll always enjoy it, and remember, it's the reasonable price. You drink in moderation, and the price of a Windy Peak de Bortley is very moderate. Do we have a winner, Lucas? I thought we'd have one straight away. No, not just yet. Not just yet. You're kidding? No, not just yet. Okay, not just yet. The Hill Stakes. I've just read you three out a dozen horses have won it twice. This horse won the Hill Stakes on two occasions, but not in consecutive years. Uh, and uh, as I said, the same horse won another big group one event that we all know. He won that twice, but not in consecutive years. Got uh, a winner. Got a winner. Who's David from Manly. David from Manly. We don't get very many winners from Manly. Uh, and I know we had a couple from over that way in the past, but David from Manly, good on you. Good on you. I won't tell you what Simon, what, what week joke Simon Harrison cracked when he found out the winner of this. It's called Peter Pan. Okay? The name of the horse is Peter Pan. And one Peter Pan won it in 1932. I know that because that was the first, the same year as he won the Melbourne Cup. 
Whereas he won the Melbourne Cup and went from 32 to 34, in the Hill Stakes he went from 32 to 35. Now, in a field of the Hill Stakes quality, uh, particularly in those days, I know the fields were small in those, those years, surprisingly, but 32 to 35, it's a fair gap. So Peter Pan was the horse. I thought that was an interesting question. But I think things are interesting a lot of times. Doesn't work out that way, does it, Luke? <laughs> yeah, beautiful question, PA. One of your best, I thought, this week. Well, you bet, <laughs> Yeah, jolly good. Thank you for the compliment. Okay. Well played, I'll mate. leave you, B. Thank you very much. Good morning to you, and good morning, everybody. Enjoy the uh, the weekend, okay? Thanks, Lucas. Back to you. There's Paul Ambrosoli. That's been the De Bordoli competition for another week on Sky Sports Radio. The Morfordville preview is next. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? The Australian Women's Health Diary does more than help organise our lives. It's packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports research into the treatment, prevention and cure of breast cancer. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths, participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary, the diary that saves lives. Buy one for yourself and the special women in your life. Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast, Monday morning from 5.30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. This is Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, we're about to check out Morfordville today. Peter Ellis is on the line. He's done the form. How's this meeting look, Pete? Yeah, pretty good, Luke. We're at Murray Bridge. Murray actually. Bridge, we were in the I park, park there yesterday in Morfordville. So uh, it's Murray Bridge Cup Day, 20 degrees sunny. So it's a great meeting, really difficult, but I think we can find some winners. Oh, back the favourite in the last there yesterday, mate. I'm still howling. But uh, <laughs> first race at Murray Bridge today, and it's a 900 metre race for the two year olds, 225, and number four, Caravas, is uh, 350 in. So there's a bit of support for this galloper. Yeah, I'll just pass on the first, you know, there's five first starters there. The four and the five both won jump outs, but uh, yeah, so we'll skip on to uh, on to race two. Sounds good, 1,000 metres. Uh, benchmark 62, number two, Wiggum. Three, ten equal favourites. Yeah, I'm with Gibson Lip. Uh, I went around behind I'm Unstoppable on the debut back in March. It was disappointing, but obviously probably wasn't uh, wasn't right. It's had one run back, it was 20 to one chance, and just missed behind Lubby looking, who went round uh, an easy winner last Saturday, so I'm happy to go with him. Got Harling and Rose of Danger, first up 61 and a half, I suppose, as a, a negative. He's been placed twice in uh, in Group 3s and did win uh, on debut at Caller over the 1100. I got Wiggum uh, a chance, uh, debut winner at Ballarat in the Synthetic, and I went to Moorfield on the park circuit. He started favourite when runner-up behind Bolton in, who's franked that form. And uh, Dodd, uh, lightly raced, he'll be running on. He uh, runs second in that Magic Millions race back in, uh, in March. Small field, but interesting race. So I'm five, one, two, and four. Race number three at Morfordville is a thousand metre benchmark, sixty-four. Number one, second to none, two dollars fifty. Yeah, tough race. I'm with Foxy Femme. Certainly, uh, she deserves a change of luck. She just went too keen the other day over the twelve fifty. Was still placed. I think she'll be she better ridden quiet, so I think she can get back back to the thousand, get to the outside and overpower them. Aztec dancer certainly uh, was an improved effort there to win uh, 
winner's maiden there at Morpherville uh, last start. Um, got into a little bit of trouble once it got clear, charged home one easily. Second to win the favourites, certainly hard to beat. First up, um, last run was in a benchmark 78. Best runs have been at the bridge. It'll Inside gate worries me a little bit, so I think it might drift in the market. And Four wins is an honest on pace, but I'm 4-3, 1 and 6. Okay, that's race 3, race 4. Deal obtained 390 here for this 1800 metre affair. Yeah, with the Exo Pippi, she's uh, an improving mare. I think certainly suited out to the trip. She's battled on well the last two over 15 and, uh, and 1600. Um, thought the danger deal obtained the favourite. Tad disappointing at Geelong. Good effort behind reset the Jazz uh, first up there at the, over the same course and distance first up. Um, plenty likely racing improved one of Danny O'Brien's illusion. Eight-year-old, but in career best form and applied at big odds. Uh, been running on, got a mile back the other day behind Michael White when they went hard in front, so it's fourth that the bridge was quite decent, so I'll be certainly including it, the 11, 4, 2, 1 and 11. That's uh, the uh, fourth on the program, so four, uh, just missed that fourth number there, Pete. Um, yeah, 11 applied. Uh, yeah, 11, yeah, 11 applied in for fourth. Uh, race number five, 2,000 metres, benchmark 74 and 440, number three, the map here. It's in from $11, Pete. Yeah, probably well overs at 11. She's a promising staying mare. So the two runs back from a break, hit the line strongly behind Chicago, uh, storm over the 14. So out to the 2,000, uh, she certainly looks pretty well placed here. Richie Van Zandt, uh, he's honest. Uh, he's been placed his past two since he got up and trip. He'll box seat and take catching. You know, to a murder, it's fitter for three runs from a break. Last run was in a... Uh, a benchmark 80 behind Montepulciano and just peaked on his run there. So, so best runs have been at the bridge and Dublin, uh, um, the import, you know, Dublin Journal, uh, wasn't a bad effort there on that swoopers track at, uh, at Sale and run second of installation at Sale, sorry, two runs prior to that after that Seymour run installation went to Adelaide and one since run well at Flemington. So I was three, six, four and seven. Race 6, 1,000 metres, a benchmark 68, wide market here. Yeah, with the Gub, uh, <coughs> was solid first up, uh, won two of its previous four, both uh, at Murray Bridge over the 1,000, so it's a plus. Alpha Flight has won in over 12 months, actually he was only beaten three lengths at Flemington over the Carnival last November, but last couple of runs have just been up there and tiring, I think it's probably fitter for those runs. Lon Rodex in career best form, can't knock him, two wins in a close second, his last three in Hong Bao. First up, I did win four last season, so it looks ideally placed in, the, in this grade, three, six, four and two. Three, six, four and two there. Race number seven and 1,200 metres. Another one in from 11s here first up. The seven Platinum Wolf is a $4 chance now. Yeah, they shouldn't have been 11s. I think this horse can possibly go to Flemington over the carnival and win a race. He's one, three, a seven. Um, he was huge first up at Gawler last prep over the 1,200. Got the money. The went to Morpia was unlucky. Then went to the bridge again and dashed away for an easy win. So... I think he's a horse with a bit of scope, uh, trained on the track as well. That's another plus. So Bill, a big run in the, in the wild. He went fifth to Grey River. Uh, that was 1,100, I think 1,200 says ideally. His last win was actually 1,200 at the bridge. Portation of big odds. Just forget the last two. It was in the slow lane two runs ago and just outclassed in the wild. He won his previous three. And Bravesman's game uh, was the original favourite. Uh, has won its last two. It's won two or three, but scraped home on each occasion, so expected to continue to drift in the market. 
seven, I made the best of the day, nine, eight and four. Okay, the best there. Race eight, number three, Bellinger, 320 favourite for this 1,200. Yeah, looks an ideal race for him. Uh, Victorian train, but his best runs have been in SA. He's had two runs back from a break, uh, one on the park circuit, one on Moorfield Battle on well the other day behind 16 reasons. Good job over the Victorian danger. It's got handy form in stronger races around Caulfield and Flemington. This looks ideal. Richard Gina hit a purple patch of form this time last year. Didn't have any luck there in the parks at uh, her third run from a break, and I thought the other chance was Bubble Over. Just got too far back at the bridge last run. The past two wins have been at, uh, at the course. So I was 3689. 3689 there, race nine, the listed uh, race, and over 1600 metres, number two. Lord Vladivostok, 3.50. Yeah, probably is his chance. In 2021, he was placed behind Regalo, Zaxana, carrying 55 and a half. Last year, he was beating the Whisker, carrying 56, so he looks pretty well in, and he was huge beating Chicago Storm the other day. Just towed him and uh, meets that horse four and a half kilos better in Chicago Storms in the market. Got on Francais at a double-figure odds. She's a progressive mare. She's better than ever first up uh, when placed behind Chicago Storm. Um, got a good record of 1,600. Hop on Harry. Just found the pattern against in the Balaclava Cup. Drawing to get a bit of run here. And Chicago Storms uh, hasn't missed a place in nine starts this year and uh, did get the money the other day. Just worry about him at the, at the 1,600. But you certainly got to put him in your, in your exotics. 2, 14, 13, 9. And race 10, number 10, Wine Baron. is uh, $6 to two ninety here. Just checking the dedu- deductions. Six cents and seven cents. Yes. So another one that was probably overs early, local. Uh, he runs second in the Adelaide again. He just probably needed the run first up, ridden by an apprentice. Senior rider goes on here, so I expect him to be at the top of his game. Magic Chloe, the Victorian legitimate dangers, a Quinella horse. Got uh, <coughs> Metro form in Vic. Uh, just uh, found the slow pace against at Sandown four runs ago, two runs ago, went fourth to Jenny Pending. Aguilera hasn't won for a long time, but it's been thereabouts in stronger grade. I'd include that in Brave Star. Looking for the 1400 over the last run of 1400 was a sand down when runner up to blow in carrying 60 kilos, so it's certainly a, a must include as well. 10, 11, 3, and 1. Okay, uh, that's our preview. You've got a best bet for us? Yeah, I thought Platinum Wolf, Luke, uh, race 7, number 7, and uh, if you want to go all up into race 9, number 2, Lord Blair Bostock. Have a good day, Pete. Thanks, Luke. All the best. There's Peter Ellis with the preview of Murray Bridge today. I'm Kate Campbell, and when you hear my name, you probably think swimmer. But for me, there are words that better define who I am. Words like sister, daughter, and carer. You see, my younger brother Hamish has cerebral palsy, and he needs the constant care and support of our whole family. But it's his support that gives me something extra when I'm competing at big events. It's why I care. This National Carers Week, tell us why you care at the Carers Week website. It's Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On all races at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's all races across three big tracks this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
We all need connection. Across this big brown land, our radio community keeps you connected. But sometimes you need more. If you're feeling alone, if you're struggling, if you just feel helpless, don't keep it to yourself. There's a collection of organisations, real people, ready and waiting to hear from you. Head to commercialradio.com.au forward slash voice for the numbers you need. If you know someone who needs help, who might be doing it tough, use this moment to reach out. Because sometimes all you need is a voice. Head to commercialradio.com.au forward slash voice. Racing HQ, Trading Places with senior trader Tim Owens. Yeah, good morning, Tim. Good morning, Luke. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Looking forward to uh, this Rose Hill card today. Looking forward to all of the action around the country, to be honest. Um, but what are you saying in regards to this track? Should be a fair deck? Yeah, I think so, Luke. Uh, I should play as Rose Hill usually does. Uh, good track, obviously, rail in the true. So thinking a slight advantage to be on pace, as it usually is in Rose Hill, but they go too hard. I think a few horses will be able to make ground. So I think tactics will be key today, Luke. Race one is the Tab Highway. Yeah, and quite open. We have had seen good money for atmospheric rock this morning, sort of 330 into $3 in over the last 10 minutes. Uh, just had a flood of money there. I do think it'll get back out a little, just obviously being the favourite, the money early coming coming early for it. But just due to its racing style, we actually rated it more like a 450 chance, which is what we put up earlier in the week. Just unsure of where it's going to get to today. So I do think it'll get back out. Maybe not to that 450 we first opened, but I think probably starts around the 350 range. The one we were preferring here, Luke, was probably Chase My Crown with the softer draw. Uh, also gets the claim for Jet Stanley. Also Nickelback, another one drawn well here that there's been good money for throughout the week, double figures into $7. So just giving good chances to those two, we're happy to take on this favourite atmospheric rock and think he'll get out a little, uh, a decent amount from the $3 he presently is uh, later this morning. Okay, what about race two, the midway? Yeah, we're happy to risk our favourite here, Peace Officer. Another one that's drawn wide. Obviously, uh, form has read well in similar races to this over the past couple of starts, but haven't seen a lot of action for it this morning, Luke. Uh, around the 350 mark out to 380. I do think punters will probably get $4, 420 about Peace Officer late. Uh, Felix Majestic is the one we were looking to keep a little safe here. Uh, obviously, good win last start at the midweeks and was a Saturday winner over a horse like Gaza Blanker a couple of preps back. So it's sort of uh, 440 at the moment. We think it could uh, take favouritism over from Peace Officer late in betting. The one we thought was a crazy price here was Satness. Back in distance here, but last start midway winner and what we think was a strong midway. Draws one here and controls, whereas the other one we've seen a bit of money for here is Territory Express, being well back to price and still has some upside despite the wide gate. So just think the favourites are touch short here, Peace Officer, and we'll be happy to take it on. Okay, what are you saying in race three, the 2000? Yeah, I think tactics will play key in this one, Luke. We've had a change of tactics from Mission Phoenix, who has drawn gate one here. Uh, change of tactics to lead. We think he's just about a map moral and could possibly start favourite in this race. We had actually marked him favourite, you know, once sort of the scratchings and map was a bit more clear here. So we think, wouldn't surprise to see a firm from him from the, his current quote at 480. 
Pia Rossa probably does boast the stronger form here, but she's a touch one pace, and we don't think the way this race is going to be run that she'll be able to run down the leader, which we think is Mission Phoenix. So for that reason, we're happy to lay her. Bit of money around for her this morning, sort of 3.10 was 2.90. Now just pushed her back out to that 3.10. We think punters will get a few rolls better than that late. Uh, pesto neutral, where pesto probably around the price price at five fifty, whereas Gantia Rain probably has a few map questions marks from the wide gate. So happy to take on this favourite Pierre Rossa, Mission Phoenix, the one I'm keen on, Luke. Okay, race four is the eleven hundred. Yes, it is. Uh, knocked it around a little by scratching this race. We did bet a big price earlier in the week about Stanislaus, but we realised that error of our ways and are keen to turn that result around. Just drawn gate one here, uh, has form against better three-year-olds and think he's a good chance in this race. Don't We don't generally like laying leaders around this sort of course at Rose Hill, but we feel like Weight of the Stars was flattered at Canterbury last start and from the wide gate may face a bit of trouble getting to the lead here. So happy to lay Weight of the Stars and also Bandy's boy uh, fairly sopped this morning. Think he'll continue getting out from his current $7 quote. Okay, interesting. Uh, race number five is the exciting Roman Consul Stakes. Yes, it certainly is a very good race, Luke. Uh, Osmosis, we thought, obviously, a very strong win first up, sitting outside the lead, but we just think he's a touch shorter, his current 250 quote. Uh, was a touch shorter, two, as short as 220 earlier this morning, so he is on the drift. Just think uh, too short here, 1,200, uh, possibly a bit of a query, so we're happy to lay him from gate six today. King's Gambit uh, was one we do like him, but just that wide barrier. The one we thought was the big improver here was Barber. Uh, gate one after being restrained last start. Wouldn't surprise with the booking of Rawilla if he's a touch more forward. Currently 650. Wouldn't surprise if he starts probably more around the $5 range. Whereas Royal Tribute up in distance here, we think he's a big price at $9. Can probably control this race and is suited up in distance. So for that reason, Luke, there's enough threats to this favourite osmosis to question mark at the 1,200 metres. We are happy to take him on, and I think he'll get out a couple rolls further from the 250 years at present. Okay, interesting. Uh, what are you going to do with NCAP in the Tap Craig? Yes, we actually are very happy to take on the NCAP, Luke, and we're going to make him our way of the day today. Sort of been a dollar eighty-five out to a dollar ninety-five this morning. Wouldn't I do think punters will get black odds later in the day. We just feel he's been flooded by good rides at his last two. He's now six up, so there's a question mark as to how much upside there is left for him. The map's not perfect here, um, so we had him marked more like a five to four chance, two twenty-five, even two fifty, uh, rather than the odds on that he was this morning. So we're happy to take him on and make him our lay of the day. End cap. Macarena been well back this morning, but we feel now at bottom odds at that six dollars off a maiden win. The ones we didn't mind here were the little pumper, keeping him a touch safe. Uh, leads freshened at fourteen hundred meters. Whereas Ducats uh, has that form line through NCAP and uh, hasn't had the best of luck its last couple. So I think there's a bit too much of a gap there with it being $9 and NCAP being odds on. So for those reasons, Luke, we're very happy to keep, uh, sorry, make NCAP our lay of the day and 
uh, well, top odds at top tab.com.au, $1.95. I think he'll continue getting out through the day. Wow. Okay. And cap is the lay of the day. Race six, race seven is the hill stakes. Yeah, certainly uh, an interesting betting race. We are reasonably happy with this market at the moment and thinks things will uh, stay roughly the same. Montefilia, uh, we're happy to give her another chance today. Back to Rose Hill, Nash Rewilla on, obviously drawn that gate too. Tactics will be interesting there. We'll probably don't want her getting too far back, but if she can jump somewhere with them, think she's uh, a worthy and deserving favourite in this race. Huya Mal, obviously the query runner here, uh, has been well back throughout the week, sort of $5 into that current $4 mark. We didn't really know what price to put it up, but threw everything at it to get it to $5. So the fact that there's money there suggests it can also run well. Uh, protagonist also a decent hope here, just drawn that gate one. So we were mainly siding with the favourites here, Luke, and think this race is about right the way the market suggests it is at the moment. Nothing else we really liked in the race. So think that money will continue for those ones at the top of the market. Race uh, number eight is the wide open Alan Brown stakes. Yeah, certainly is an open race, Luke. And uh, we're generally happy to lay Waterfooted here at the tab. He's been a good horse to us uh, his last couple of preps, often get, getting beat at these shorter sort of prices. Reasonably short again today, obviously $4. The one there has been a move for here this morning is uh, Detonator Jack, 550 into $4. Obviously, it's drawn gate one. Uh, it's form its past couple has been sort of building to this. Might have preferred for it to get out in distance a touch, but just drawing gate one, think Jason Collett will have it, uh, you know, somewhere close enough. So it's the one that we're looking to keep a little safe. Cepheus, obviously, uh, it's been a drifter this morning, but we thought from gate two, it and detonated Jack with a two to beat. So for those reasons, like, we're happy to lay Waterford at $4. Don't, I think detonated Jack will start the favourite. Uh, happy to lay Waterford and keep Detonator Jack and Cepheus a touch safe here. Okay, that's the Alan Brown, race number nine, the Nivison. Uh, taking a bit of cash on Magic Time this week? Yes, yeah, certainly have, Luke. It's probably been uh, up, it's probably close to the runner we're holding the most money on at Rose Hill today. We're actually can't reasonably happy to lay both the faves in this race, Magic Time and Paracel. Just both of them, Magic Time drawn gate eight here, Paracel drawn gate 12, both coming off uh, Melbourne runs, which weren't bad, but just a few question marks as to that form compared to the rest of these. So for that reason, I think both these favourites will get out uh, from their 280 and 340 quotes respectively. We were happy to keep Queen of the Ball reasonably safe here. Obviously, it's the one uh, with the good gate drawn gate two. Did get taken on in front a little last start. The map here looks a little more favourable with not too many leading. Uh, not too many leaders on paper, sorry. So happy to keep her reasonably safe, along with uh, Rainbill, also drawn well and is a speedy mare. So just those two keeping a little safe while happy to take on the two favourites, Magic Time and Paracel in this race, Luke. What about the last? Kyobi's been popular. Yeah, he certainly has, Luke. And at that 280, I think we'll be happy to take him on. Obviously, a uh, good run from the back first up, but just with the apprentice on, Matt not perfect here. Unsure where he gets to from that gate three. Could be buried back a little with them. I think 280 is rock bottom odds, and he'll uh, get back out possibly to some 
well, above $3, we think, possibly a little further. Gringotts uh, has been well backed, but I think is another one that's certainly short enough at the 420. Uh, a few map question marks with him, whereas the map horse we thought here, and as we've been saying uh, all preview, look, I think maps will be keen today, mm-hmm. uh, is Nash Rewilla on Diamond Dealer. Drawn Gate 2, uh, been running in some stronger races, at it, ran in a stronger race in its last one. Uh, obviously, Nash on should go forward here. So, Diamond Dealer could represent some value at that 950 and wouldn't surprise to see a firm there, whereas Kaobi and Gringotts, we think, will both get back out from their current prices. Probably been a little overcooked throughout the week, Luke. So, NCAP, eh? Yeah, NCAP. Very happy to uh, take him on. Currently, $1.95, we think, possibly gets uh, black odds a little later, punters. But, yeah, very happy to take on NCAP and let punters on him at tab.com.au, Luke. On what basis, uh, mainly, are you guys against him today? Uh, primarily the map, Luke. Uh, I just think he's overcooked. Had perfect rides his past couple. Mm, he Fixed has. up. Uh, just not that much upside left there. Map uh, from the wide gate, unsure where he's going to get to. We just think he's too short of a price at that $1.95, Luke. Have a great day, Tim. Thanks for having me on, Luke. Uh, best of luck to the punters. Pleasure, mate. Tim Owens there from tab.com.au. That's been trading places for another week, and that's me done for another week. I'll uh, speak to you from Hawkesbury tomorrow. Simon Harrison to guide you through on Sky Sports Radio as part of the National Racing Service next. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Hill Stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull Stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Ready to run. He's parading really nicely. Stand by. Ready to go. Set now. Good line. Cover them very edgy. Lose in motion. All in. Wait for it. Get ready for the roll. They're off and pacing. Found it out of the gate. And the favourites found the lead. Welcome to Australia's most comprehensive racing coverage. She's winding up and have a look at her go. Still a leader. He's flat out. But look at this go. This is unprecedented. Bounce races away. Can they get past him? Hanging on. Hanging on. Here she comes and there she goes. He just keeps fighting. She's good. Fair in the Durban Cup. Another sensational performance. She's the queen of the coast. A very exciting filly. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the National Racing Service with Simon Harrison. And a big hello. Lovely to have your company uh, for this Saturday. The uh, What are we up to? Yeah, gee, the uh, the 7th of, uh, of the 10th. And only one week out from the Tab Everest. Hill Stakes Day today at Rose Hill. The feature race is due at 10 past 4. And currently with the market, Montefilia is at $3.80 over Huyamel at $4.40. They're loading up at Hardware in New Zealand. This is the third event. So we'll take you across uh, across to the track here. It's 270 crickets chirping, 280 for Pinion and $6 for Artie Boy. Jura's a nice horse and uh, Guy Lowry also had a really nice horse in that particular race but I, I don't count any horse out as a winning chance here. Yes, Pinion racing up to its best would be uh, a really good price now at $3.20. Crickets chirping is uh, the runs on the board and has been very, very competitive. And, but Artie Boy's just a lovely horse. She's a drop since a 
uh, quality animals. And look, he just got lost behind Shanti Lace at Wanganui and Blacktop last time. He's a very good winner, beating home cricket stooping uh, at uh, Awapuni. So there might be a little bit of a discrepancy there between those two prices. They are five fifty and two dollars and seventy cents. A big Saturday of racing brought to you by International Animal Health. Continues here, race number three on the Prona uh, program. Bonus back blitz and play. Of course, all those power plays and head-to-heads available at tv.co.nz or the app. There is your Group 1 uh, winner, the filly by Stefanos, returning uh, to the race. It's been on. Michael McNabb holds the reins for uh, Lisa Lerner. In the first four, it's at $5,700. Going to load away is yes. Stipulator has won a lot of uh, jump outs in the Taranaki and has been really strongly supported at times uh, in its three start career. It's getting in a, with a very lightweight of 51 kilos. Race ace look really fit for today. So interesting race. The three year old. Let's see what the Group One winner can do in uh, her return to the races. His tea leave for the Metcalf Real Estate. There you go, Bevan. So Pinion's about to uh, come up and complete the line. The Metcalf Real Estate three year old and the Range Williams starting gates nearly loaded on their big day today, Grange Williams Stud Taranaki Breeders Day. Huge involvement. All right, we're ready. Cricket's chirping's been better to favouritism. Stipulator missed it a bit. Race Ace went back as well. Cricket Sherpins away quickly. Pinions landed right there. Artie Boys out wider and Bellacorno goes between runners. Two to Race Ace and three quarters back then. Two Stipulators, the last one. Cricket Sherpin wants to roll a bit. She travels beautifully uh, in the lead here. From uh, the second one is Artie Boy and Pinion is third. Bellacorno fourth. And then a couple to Stipulator on the inside of Race Ace the outside. They put the 700 metres behind them here and no change and now starting to pedal it down a little bit in, in the lead as Cricket's chirping. Artie Boy's right there, three quarters away. Two and a half back then. To the next one there is Pinion. Stipulators three away, closing on those. And then Bella Corner and uh, Race Ace just got detached a little as they run the home corner now. Cricket's chirping, Artie Boy and Pinion McNabb presents her a little wider out. Wider out, Stipulator continues to make a lot of ground as they're into the straight of the 300 metres. And you've got Cricket's chirping, Artie Boy the outside is uh, going to be Pinion and here's Stipulator it's starting to release down the centre of the course got to the lead, Stipulator Pinion fights hard the inside down towards the line though and Stipulator too quick, Pinion second, Artie Boy third, Cricket's chirping Bellacorno and Race Ace got going, the last little bit wasn't that far away at the line 7-1-2 Harwara, Stipulator paid ten seventy and five dollars Pinion one seventy no third, Artie Boy we'll take in a replay of an interview this morning and uh, the boys caught up with trainer Michael Hawks. The Hawks team have got Zarek and Mount Popper in the Hill Stakes and they've got three lining up in the Ellen Brown Stakes today. Bandersnatch as well as Wild Planet and Flying Crazy. Now, Flying Crazy was scratched from the Paris Lane at Flemington, the last race at Flemington today, where Duff was keen to back him. But uh, Michael suggested this morning that it might pay to still have a few bucks each way on him. Our next guest Duff, uh, guest Duff, if I can spit it out. No doubt he's had the early flight back from Taree yesterday after winning the Cup with Superior. Morning, uh, Michael. Luke, Duff, how are you going, all right? Good, mate. How was the flight? Uh, I didn't go. I watched <laughs> it from the uh, convenience of about box 27 uh, here at the stables at Rose Hill, to be honest. Outstanding, mate. Jeez, it was a good effort. You know, 2,000 metres, who would have thought? 
and I um, only raced the previous week in Melbourne, so it was a decent performance from him and a decent yeah. training performance. Yeah, I, I got to look. I got to, you know what? John Ox has got to take the rap there. He uh, he planned it. Um, you know, the horse run Sunday at Sandown. He went super actually, and he swam Monday, swam Tuesday, float trip up, trotted around here Wednesday, Thursday, canter, Friday morning, yesterday, canter early, up the road four hours, wins. Bolts in 2,000 metres first time, unbelievable. Like, wow. that's just incredible. You know, this day and age, like going back in the year, but to do something like that, doing something, things are so even. Um, it was it was a great performance, and the horse has actually got better as he's got older, believe it or not. So, just another chink in his armour, and, um, you know, he was probably heading towards a, a little dance. Now he's heading towards a big dance. So, no, it was a great effort. Yeah, for sure. Uh, today, Pesto, well, we all saw last start, he probably should have fought that finish out. Yeah, unfortunately, um, young Zach probably got him in the wrong spot uh, early and we were a little bit critical of that and he was told to sort of get to the outside if he could and by the time he got out, he, he really rocketed home and look, everyone saw it, he should have won. Uh, the horse is flying, 2,000 metres, home track. Uh, I thought he was a great chance and, um, you know, definitely top three and, and can win. Uh, fire in race four. I'm, I'm, I like him today. I just I know he needs luck from the draw, but a few scratchings there. Uh, look, he was just off the track at Sandown. You're throwing a set of blinkers on him. He's raced well here before. The horse is going great, honestly. Um, just probably the barrier. I know there's three or four scratchings uh, out of the race now, but you're trying to put the blinkers on and draw a soft draw, whereas unfortunately he's drawn a bit awkward, but definitely got the ability. Um, back home, changed things up a bit. I thought he'd run super, but honestly, you just need luck from bad barriers this day and age, and he's just going to need that bit of luck, that's all. Uh, this filly, Macarena, she looks uh, a nice filly with upside. Um, capable of the next step? Should have won first start. Um, probably wasn't the, the greatest of rides by young Dylan Gibbons. And uh, second up, Canterbury, things probably didn't go to plan. Um, Got a nice rhythm, had to go forward, did all the donkey work, then travelled for about 50, 100 metres, and then she was off again. And horses don't usually do uh, what she did, to be fair, without having a nice ability. But, oh, look, I do rate this filly. I think she's she's very good. Uh, she's thrown in the deep end here, obviously. It's a very competitive field. And Cap's obviously the, the horse to beat. He was very unlucky in a golden rose, but she wouldn't look out of place in a golden rose herself and uh, we're just taking her nice and quiet, lovely filly a lot of time for her, thought she'd run unbelievable mm. and uh, some interesting owners there as well so there's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to no pressure. That dust, but, but no pressure at all everyone looks at those things unfortunately but uh, I'm trying to keep a level head but uh, look when you own it there is more pressure on it but uh, the girls are going to have a lot of fun in the future put it that way uh, Zay Rec, he's got strong form line, fits in well here. Great run, uh, last start, probably didn't sprint as good as he did first up. First up, um, Pericles jumped, led, and he actually ran really good first up, and if there was more speed, he probably near wins that race. And second up behind Zaki and the like, he's, uh, he's probably, just to be fair, that cog below um, the, the best horses, but in saying that, we've placed him right. 1900, wait for age, Rose Hill home track. I thought he was a super chance. I really did. He's, he's going great. Uh, last prep, his form was unbelievable. He's carried on this time through and, yeah, really, really, really happy with him. Uh, what about old Mount Popper? He can, in the past, he has pulled a good run out second up. 
He has. His run, first up, I thought was really good at Newcastle. He, he was back and wide and, and had no luck from the barrier. Once again, he drew an ordinary barrier. He was supposed to go to um, Tara yesterday as well. We had him in there. We scratched him. We, we thought we'd take the gamble and, and run him here uh, on his home track. Second up, he does produce. The only query I would say is wait for age. I probably think he's a more a handicap horse in that sense. But you know what? You've got to be in it to win it. It's a big race, worth a lot of money, and he should have a lovely run. And so long as he puts his best foot forward, we'd be happy. But he can, as you said, pluck one out of the out of the blue sometimes. So he's bouncing. He's well. Can't fault. It's three little knockout chances in this Alan Brown. And Bandersnatch, we haven't seen him for a while here. Uh, but he's a track and distance winner. He's just got that awkward draw. Um, Bandersnatch has been running in Melbourne. Uh, probably hasn't had the, the luck of late. He ran super back here in the all-aged and um, at the back end of our carnival last prep. And um, things haven't really gone to plan in Melbourne. He's either been crowded or... You know, up on the speed, not ridden properly, and just a lot of things have gone wrong, to be fair. The horse looks great as well. Drawn a bit awkward. He's just going to need a lot of luck. Uh, he isn't on speeder, but I oh, just... I really don't know how he matched, to be honest, up. Like, he's... You go forward and you go back, or you just let him be where he needs to be, and that's probably the query with him. So that's something, obviously, uh, we'll work out during the day, but look, general rules with us, how they jump, how you ride them. So he's, uh, he's a nice chance, but he's just drawn awkward. This Wild Planet's a funny horse. It's a silly thing to say, but some of his best runs is when he's been... He's done it so tough. And I remember yeah. him at Kembla that day and then another day, I think it might have been at Ramwick, he had the toughest run and they're his best runs. Yeah, a mile that was at Ramwick. Uh, Van Overmeer rode him that day and he just kept chasing and he still ran third. Um, his run the other day was super again. Um, Andy rode him well and just used him to get across. But the problem is, as you know, you've ridden... You're working to get there and you're, everyone thinks that it's easy, but it's not... He's just had tough runs. Once again, he's drawn the car park. Truth of, I thought he had a drawn a barrier. I thought he was a great winning chance. He still is, but he's going to need a lot of luck for that barrier, that's all. Flying crazy. I must say I was desperate to back him in Melbourne today, but uh, these two runs back have been pretty well hidden runs. If you're going to back him in Melbourne, back him today. Um, okay. I, I really can't see the difference in Waterford's price compared to his, to be fair. Um, his run last start was super. He probably should have run second. And uh, I thought he was probably the best of the three, uh, only because he's drawn a good barrier. Uh, his first up run, he was slow away. He, was, he, he played up in the barriers, and last start was a huge run. Um, you know, he's he, he's going really good. I just thought he was a he, he was a good knockout chance today at the odds, to be fair. And I really don't think he should be that price. All right. Well, you'll be a hero if Flying Coat Crazy wins. Good luck today. <laughs> hey, Michael. Thanks very much. Tell Duff, he doesn't do the programming. You'll run them where you like. <laughs> uh, well, he well, was a big dance, to be honest, Flying Crazy, but we just thought this race in between, and had he had won last start, he would have run an Epsom. So, you know, the horse is going great. I'm really happy, so can't fault. Have a great day, mate. Thanks, guys. Michael Hawks earlier on. Flying Crazy is good odds. They're $31 with the tab fixed odds. 
Uh, right, Harwera, correct, mate, 7124. The next New Zealand is the third from Matamata. This way is Stew in three. It's uh, Matamata Cup Day today. Having a look at the market there, Legato is $1.55 and La Creek is $6. Now, they were both scratched last week from the Breeders' uh, Stakes. And uh, as a result, they're running today in this race. Legato, that's a de- well, probably a very good chance to line up in the Golden Eagle, is $1.55. She was the Australian Guineas winner from the autumn. Uh, and La Creek at $6. Top two in the market there. That's a good race. That will jump out time at one forty-two. So that's the cup later. But their third is due in nine minutes. Um, Almanette is currently favourite at $4.40. So we still have some time to kill here. Let's take in another interview. And this morning we heard from trainer Gary Portelli. Uh, what about this uh, end cap today? Gary Portelli about to join us. He runs in the, the tap, Craig. What a preparation he's had, Duff. Uh, a little beauty, this horse. Incredible. Incredible. And held his form all the way through, and you could make cases for him uh, that he could have won him a few more there as well. Gary Portelli's on the line, his trainer. How is he this morning, Gaz, as I say good morning to you? Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, he's fine, mate. Um, looking forward to seeing him back on the track again today. Um, well, obviously you've, he's well placed here, um, Gary, with his well, with his handicap rating, getting in here with set weights and penalties. Yeah, perfectly placed. I was, you know, talking about going to the King Charles, but after seeing what's going to turn up there, um, you know, it's going to be a very, very tough race. Probably the, outside the Cox Plate, probably one of the races of the carnival by sound of things, and um, very seasoned enough to take on them horses at a, at a mile. Um, and we, we saw the norms on Monday for this race and thought, we've got a race in this, we just, we've got to go for this. It's $287,000, we're going to leave that on the table. So, yeah, nominated, drew well, worked well Tuesday morning, he's ready to go. Um, he started off in July, he's, but he seems to be just uh, thriving with racing. Well, you just sort of see the way he's kept improving. He's just one of them sort of horses, Ronnie, you know, um, they come around every now and then, they just keep getting better, stronger, faster. He's done all that and he's just absolutely glowing. He's... He's so well, um, you know, he's regular track work rider, Nick Hyde rides him and it's just coming off the track, he's just hanging on for grim death, you know, he's that well, so he's, he's in good order. He'll just do his thing here, goes forward to, to a certain extent and try and just find a, a spot just behind them? Yeah, I'd reckon he'd be probably fourth or fifth in the map by the look of things, you know, a couple, probably two or three go forward and we'll slot in behind them and... There might be some pressure out wide, who knows, but um, as long as we can get the one off, he's got a massive finish. Like, I know last week we hit the front before the corner at Rose Hill and we run down late, but some of his best runs are when he's just come off their backs and had a real good crack at them. And, you know, if he can get clear running for time he straightens, uh, he's got that finish. And I'm, I, I just love watching the way he opens up and the straight just keeps extending. Anything left for him after today if we get through it OK? There is a race there, but obviously we've, we've got to keep... Remembering they're not machines and that um, we're getting out in the prep now. Be five runs for the campaign today, but there is the the um, Presnell calendar, which is over a mile for three year olds, a million dollar race. Um, and um, yeah, that'd be the race that would probably um, see us out, but we'll get through today. Mm, you know, I think Fireburn presents really well third up today, 1900. Looks a, just a little jar around the track, maybe. Looks a perfect race for it. Exactly, yeah. She's just been coming along nicely and um, her last furlong was a really good last start. 1900 shouldn't be a problem and um, just a matter of where we get to from the gate. I'm hoping to be midfield if we can. Um, and, you know, I think it's, uh, she's she's set to really put her best foot forward as a $2 million race and yeah, it's a huge prize money on offer if we can, uh, if we can land this one. Come on, she's had a great season. What's the story with her? 
Who was that? Sorry, Kamachi. Kamachi, yeah. Look, she's um, she's she's pulled up enormous from her last start, and for talking with her owners, we're pretty keen to to to, to have a crack at the thousand guineas. Mm-hmm. So she has a little freshen up. She'll head down to Melbourne. She'll race on Melbourne Cup Day. Have a fourteen hundred for listed uh, for listed fillies. Um, hopefully, get that stakes win, and then uh, the eleven days into the. Uh, in the thousand guineas, a million dollar fillies race, Group One. So that'd be a, a perfect, uh, perfect preparation for her. She's just been so consistent and tough as nails. I should point her out to the boys here in the clocking tower this morning, warming up, and not many people have seen her out here in the morning. And, and she works so early, but um, just built like a tank. And she's firing around there with all on all cylinders. She looks great. Lovely. Any to add, Luke? Just wanted to ask about the Kembla one, Gaz. First up, Star Legacy beat Methuselah in a recent trial. He's won since. Um, any push there? Yeah, he um, he trialled really well, didn't he, that day at Warwick Farm. He reproduces that. He's got a good chance each way for sure down there. Okay, beautiful, mate. Uh, and our Sky Racing viewers are seeing that now, that trial on the poly track. Uh, finally, with NCAP, um, good luck today. Uh, I think sometimes we can overanalyse, can't we? We're looking for reasons to to get away from him, deep preparation and all of, all of that sort of thing. But I think the reality is, Gaz, if he turns up within a length of what he did last start, he'll win, won't he? He should do, that's right. You know, I'm, I can't see any reason why he can't. This at home, he's done everything so so well and just, you know, just want some luck in running and he, it, it should be a, a race he should be winning. So, um, you know, if I had any sort of inkling there was something wrong, his blood's perfect, he's, he's well in himself, his work on Tuesday was sharp, he just seems like a horse that you could be second up with, you know, so he should really run well. Have a good day, Gary. Thank you. Gary Portelli there in camp is $1.95 in the Toyota Forklifts Tap Craig. That is race six due at 3.35. Arriving at the gates at Matamata, still a couple of minutes to bet. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On all races at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet in venue or on course with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's all races across three big tracks this Saturday, but only at your local Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's a website. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We all need connection. Across this big brown land, our radio community keeps you connected. But sometimes you need more. If you're feeling alone, if you're struggling, if you just feel helpless, don't keep it to yourself. There's a collection of organisations, real people, ready and waiting to hear from you. Head to commercialradio.com.au forward slash voice for the numbers you need. If you know someone who needs help, who might be doing it tough, use this moment to reach out. Because sometimes all you need is a voice. We're on for a mammoth racing offer. Bet fixed odds on the Hill Stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull Stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right, we've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Pick your 
favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Two-year-olds by the likes of I Am Invincible, Schnitzel and Extreme Choice headline a strong catalogue of 226 for the English Ready to Race sale. The 2023 renewal at Riverside on Tuesday, October 10. Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Let's get to Madam Anna New Zealand now for race three. We've also seen Tarted Up take some local cash as well at 6.50 and 2.40. Well, the best with investments, the 65, the Comac Limited with George. So the last few to load away here for the third on the program. About to go forward now is Burgundy Yif into an outside gate. Anna Grace, the diviner. And Grace and Glory will be the last few to load up. Favoured at 420, The books is seven, Elmanette. Ahead of six, the diviner, 650, 240. Equal second favourite is tarted up. That's six dollar quote. So we're almost set the Comag Limited, fourteen hundred. Locked and loaded. Stand well. Gates open now, they're off. One of the first to emerge was the Diviner. Going forward also was Burgundy F. That'd be followed out by Amber Wright and Indian Affair. And Giacomo over on the inside is racing through towards the lead. That'd be followed out settling midfield on the inside. Pizzazz. Then a length away, Little Red Idenhood. Tarted up, got back a little worse than midfield. Followed by Anna Grace. Then came Grace and Glory McLaren. Well back second last is If and Doubt Dance. And the tail ender is Ulan Batar. 900 metres left to run. Pacemaker Giacomo leads by length now from the Diviner. In third spot is Amber Wright and then followed round next by Burgundy F. A length and a half away Indian Affair in the centre. Followed out deeper by Almanet. The favourite caught three wide in transit. The inside next is Pizzazz. Two lengths back Little Red Iden Hood in a strung outfield. Followed by Anna Grace. Two and a half away tarted up. Then came If and Doubt Dance. Grace and Glory McLaren. And last of all is Ulan Batar. On the corner 400 metres left to run. Giacomo the leader from the Diviner. Working round on the outside is Burgundy F followed out wider by Almanette. Further back and behind these then is Amber Wright looking to run on also Little Red Idenhood down to the 200 metres. It's the Diviner tackled by Giacomo again on the inside. Hound wide running on is tarted up and still there also Burgundy F and through the centre. If and Dow dance great line up here. It's Giacomo still in front but at the line I reckon possibly If and Dow Dance has got up. If and Dow Dance right on the death here from right there Giacomo, Amber Wright and the Diviner in a great finish. Tarted up was out wider with Burgundy If. Uh, then followed by Ulan Batar, Little Red Iden Hood with those Indian Affair, Pizzazz, McLaren, Elmanette. Further away, Anna Grace and Grace and Glory will be the last of them home. It's got up a right number nine. If and Dow Dance, no doubt about it. For those same combination of owners, trainer and jockey. They won the previous event, the mayor by Ifraj, If and Dow Dance. And Warren Kennedy, he was pinching runs between them all the way up the home straight. And she is absolutely flowing late. Giacomo over on the inside still had the lead. Amber Wright was charging, but so was If and Dow Dance. And If and Dow Dance will get there. It's close for the miners.
possibly Amber Wright in a photo with Giacomo. The Diviner was right there, as was Burgundy if and a very competitive finish, if in doubt, done. Okay, we'll leave it there for Matter Matter. Numbers are to be confirmed. It's coming up to one minute to midday. Gerard Daffy joins me now. We're going to take a look at the tab movers for Turnbull Stakes Day Flemington. Daff, good morning to you. Morning, Simon. Just uh, morning. Yeah. Now, I once heard Richard Friedman uh, referred to Turnbull Stakes Day as fork in the road day, uh, meaning you'd look at the race like the Turnbull or perhaps even the Bart Cummings this afternoon if the winner gets into the Melbourne Cup and you decide after today whether you're going to continue on the pathway that you're on or maybe lower your sights. And, it's uh, not a bad analogy, that, when, mm. when I think about it, because there are so many horses today uh, that are obviously got lined up for Cups campaigns, Cox Plate, etc., uh, Caulfield Carnival, and yes, there'll be a lot of questions answered today. Probably the biggest one, and the biggest talking point is Romantic Warrior in the Turnbull, which we'll get to a little bit later, but uh, yeah... Probably a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this romantic warrior, I'm sure, will be a very good measuring stick uh, for a lot of them today. Mm. Uh, well, the first event is due in 25 minutes, Daff. We kick it off with the HQ Tavern Sprint over 1,200 metres. So a straight six race to get the ball rolling. And what are they back here? We had some big deductions, so just looking at what's happened over the last 24 hours or so, there's been some interest in number four, Super Arty. It's currently at $10. Anilla, uh, number seven for the Hayes boys, has been eight fifty into seven fifty. Boldino had been um, back when the market first went up at $12. It's been six fifty seven back into six fifty this morning. However, uh, the big money is clearly with number 15, Buse, $5 opening market, but even this morning, Simon has been three. 330 into $2.70. So it's it's the market mover there, number 15, Buse. That's race one, number 15, over to race number two. This is the Dali Maribyrnong trial for the two-year-olds. Uh, it is the time-honoured two-year-old race this time every year, over a 1,000 metres, and it's a Godolphin horse that's at the top of betting. Well, this is pretty simple. I mean, it's only over the past season or two that we've started to see the Godolphins uh, invest in two-year-olds, and this is obviously one of them, number two, Blue Illusion. It opened at three dollars forty. All it's done since is shorten it. Briefly touched two fifteen this morning. It's back into two dollars. Uh, the only other one that's got a little bit of support, Simon, at a price, number four centre square for the Mar Eustace stable, twenty one dollars now into nine dollars fifty. The ones behind the favourite in the market are all drifters with it shortening up so much, but clearly the market mover there, number two, blue illusion. Number two, blue illusion, the Maribyrnong stakes always an easier race to win and it is to spell. Over to the third event, which is the superimposed for the three year olds. This one's a list the race staff over 1800 and well favoritism is swapped here when the market first went up number five apulia for the hayes boys was 340 and six uh, riff rocket was five well basically it's the other way around now apulia is out to 480 riff rocket uh 320 um it's been hovering around about that mark all morning uh j mac on board that certainly won't hurt his chances and punters love j mac no matter where he rides bit of interest in number eight rip raw uh this morning eight into 650 and that's pretty much it. Uh, the one down the bottom, Mickey O, 
Bit of specking at $18, number 17, but uh, money clearly there with number six, Riff Rocket. Riff Rocket, number six there in the Superimpose race three. Over to race four and the three-year-old fillies are up in the tab Edward Manifold Stakes. It's over a mile. That they are. Legacy's opened at four forty. dollars uh, It was three forty at one stage this morning. It's into $3. Uh, the stable are pretty keen on it. Moods has been on, on radio in a few places and talking this one up. So punters have reacted. It's into $3. Others in the market here. Uh, Poifik, number 13, has been 6 into $5. And a little bit of specking, although it's getting back out for number 14, uh, Basilana. Now it was 18 into 13, back out to $21 but Punasuit is a race in two, the two and the 13 and the market mover there is number two, Legacies. So Legacies there, number two in race four, over to uh, race five which is the Whirlpool Danehill Stakes. It's a group two for three-year-olds over 1100 Tricky little race, this one. I Am Unstoppable is the favourite currently at $3. That's number three. Was getting out this morning. It was 280 out to $3.20. I thought, oh, it looks like it's on the way out further, but it's just come back into $3.00. Uh, Archo Nacho, number four, has been six into 4.20. Been good support for number two here, Libertad for An- Annabelle Neesham, $10 into 6.50. And the other one is the Waller Train Kandinsky Abstract with J-Mac on board, 13 into 7 now. It was nine last night, 7.50 this morning, into $7. We're going to make it the, the market mover here, Kandinsky Abstract, number seven. So number seven there in race five. Over to race number six. The Furphy Rose of Kingston Stakes for the Mayors over 1,400 metres. Now, here's a little tidbit for you, uh, Daff. I, yes. I'm always a punter that likes picking patterns and backing history to repeat and uh, look, right. looking for any sort of sign I can find because I'm hopeless at finding winners on my own. Uh, 19 years ago, 2004, <laughs> Darren Weir had a mare by the name of Skewiff that wore the fluoro yellow colours yes. that won this very race. And oh. she defeated... A, uh, a mare on the same day in this race by the name of Infinite Grace, Johnny Hyam's mare. This oh. this race this year, we've got a Kiwi horse called Skewiff, only this is two words, not one that uh, the mare was 19 years ago, and the favourite in the race is Princess Grace. So maybe, mm. maybe it could be a sign of history repeating. Opie Bosson will partner Skewiff here at the 58 and a half. Where's the money going? It's got a little bit of love. Uh, 7 to 7.50 to 7, that's the top weight. However, Princess Grace, one of the better back runners anywhere today, and obviously short now, open to two. 10. She is into 165. That's number three. The only other one that's got any interest at all is the Moody Coleman trained Life Lessons, number 10, uh, 850 into 650. So, uh, as far as market movers are concerned, it's a pretty easy one to pick this, number three, Princess Grace. But I like that stat. We'll see how that ends up. And this is probably a good, a very good example of with the tab bonus bets that if you want to have a crack at trying to get the odds on favourite beaten, uh, but being race six, you place it three or account. If you do run second or third, you will get the bonus bet back up to $50. So uh, skew if it'd have to be a massive chance of running top three if she doesn't uh, knock off the fave. Yeah, well, she's 195 the place, and it's actually a very good point you make there because just say for just sake, you have your $20 on skew if with the bonus bets uh, as opposed to having 10 each way. Well, you still end up getting your $20 back if she runs second or third, uh, which in effect, if you had 
you know, each way, 20 each way, you're going to end up in the same boat or 10 each way. So, yeah, yeah, good point. And the 20 comes back in just in time for the first league of the quaddy, which is the Lexus Bart Cummings, a win, and you are into the Melbourne Cup. 2,520 metres the distance, and we're all uh, waiting to see if the emergency would get a start here. First immortal, and it does. So what's the latest quote? Lamani suggested it would. This is a rather bizarre uh, race. The market is all over the place here, and there is plenty at stake, as you point out, a berth in the Cup. Ashrun has been 34, got a bit shorter than the current 21, but 34 into 21. Goldman. Now, Goldman was going nowhere in the market. It was $8 last night, but this morning, seven fifty, seven, six fifty, and 6 Shiraz, bit of interest there. Uh, Waller and Ollie, uh, 17 into 14. Serpentine's out the gate, seven fifty out to 11 uh, Athabaskan has been a drifter. Five dollars, touched nine fifty an hour ago, back into eight fifty. Uh, what else can I tell you about this race? Interpretations a big drift, nine fifty out to nineteen. That favourite now that it got to run first immortal, it was four forty, got as short as three ninety. Back to 440, 45 minutes to go, back into $4. Uh, so it's been around about that mark. And number 19, Shayar, has been 11 out to 15. So as I said, some big moves both in and out. But the market mover we are going to go with here is the late one this morning, number two, Goldman. OK, Goldman there. That's a terrific running of the Bart Cummings this afternoon. Quaddy leg one due at 10 to 4. Let's move across to the uh, the group one, the uh, the fork in the road stakes, the Tad Tab Turnbull stakes over 2,000 metres. What is the latest price for Romantic Warrior? Well, it's 235. Uh, I don't know whether anybody is quite sure which way this will go. It opened at 250. It briefly uh, touched $2 on Thursday night and yesterday. There's a lot of four-figure bets on it, uh, including one of $9,000 at 210. Right now, it's 235. Last year's Melbourne Cup winner, two gold trip, 21. It's into 14. Specking for Francesco Guardi at the $18. West Wind Blows, the other import, $8.50 out to $9. Osipenko for Chris Waller and Ollie again, really well supported. Here's Simon, 7 into $6.50. Then go down to number 11, Salkham, which is obviously in, in a, a Cups contender as well, uh, $7.50 into 7 And a bit of interest in 15, right, you are, 18 into 15 The market tells me that... Uh, well, I know our traders are really keen to take on Romantic Warrior and that's why we're getting a push for it. They're getting well accommodated by punters, but there's good money for several other hopes here. It's a fascinating race and we are going to go away from this favourite as far as the market mover is concerned, Simon, and go with the late money, number seven, Osipenko. And a special uh, offer through the tab as well if you place a fixed odds win bet through your account but run second to tenth Anywhere in that bracket, you'll get a bonus bet back into your account up to $50. So well, you'd be unlucky if you missed there. Yes. It's only the 16 runners. <laughs> you can put the pen through a few of those. I reckon I could find a way. But <laughs> uh, but still a, uh, a good a good chance to have a free shot at uh, the mm-hmm. winner. Uh, we'll move over to the third leg of the quaddy, which is the Group 2 Gilgai Stakes over 1,200 metres. This is always one of the great sprint races as well at Flemington over the spring. And it's the Clint McDonald Star Patrol that heads better. Here. It is. Now, the one jigsaw, it's blowing like the north wind. It was a $3.40 close second favourite when the market went up. It's out to $7. Star Patrol number two, three, got into two sixty, just edging back out to two seventy as the percentages start to tighten up a little bit there. Bit of interest in Zaturi at $13. Uh, what else can I tell you? Triple Missile 
Uh, number 11 has been 13 into 7.50. And the bottom weight here for Graham Begg, number 14, same Ajik, has been 6.50 into $4.60. But it's really solid in the market, Star Patrol, and you can completely understand that on its last win. It's the market move there, number two, Star Patrol. Yeah, same Ajik in those very famous all silent colours uh, that uh, was victorious in the Gilgai years ago. And that, let's have a look at the 10th, the Whirlpool Paris Lane Stakes over 1,400 metres. How do we close the day? Well, we might close the day with the Godolphin winner, if you can believe the money trail. Uh, there were some uh, some scratchings and big deductions here. So basically we were dealing with a clean sheet today and number five, Tamerlane, uh, 3.30, it's now into $2.70, which is a pretty decent move and obviously dependent on how the results go earlier in the day. If the faves get on a roll, it might even shorten up further. Others that have attracted some interest um, after the scratchings, number three, not an option, has been 13 into 12. Minks moment for Waller has been really, really solid at $12 on Gawa at six. And a couple down the bottom that had attracted money at the early openers, the, th uh, the fortune teller number 13 had been 31. It's now $11. And the 16, Von Hawk, was 41. It's now $12. So it's not all done and dusted that the favourite will win. However, it's got to be the market mover, Simon, because all of the late money is with it. Number five, Tamerlane. Tamerlane there, number five. Was there one on the program of 10 that uh, jumped out as the best all day? Legacies. Race four, number two, the late support for it. Beautiful. Thanks very much, Daff. Uh, we'll get you back on in five minutes or so and we'll take a look at the, uh, the movers for not only Eagle Farm but Rose Hill as well. Okay. Okay, so we'll leave Naff there for now. Now, we've got Murray Bridge Cup Day on this afternoon in South Australia. The Carlton Draft Murray Bridge Gold Cup will jump our time here in Sydney at 5.17. Race caller Brett Davis joins me online now. Brett, good morning to you. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, everybody. Yes, fabulous day of racing here at, uh, at Murray Bridge. It's the primary meeting for the, for the club. Um, it's going to be a fabulous day, and it's a tremendous lineup in the race this year, the Gold Cup, full field. I'm actually tipping one at a bit of value. I'm going to tip Jack the Lad, who ran a, a really courageous second placing behind Ironclad in the Balaclava Cup, but all the rage is for Lord Vladivostok, who was second last year, third the year prior, and many are suggesting the way he's come back, he'll... He'll be getting the win in the Murray Bridge Gold Cup today. But uh, terrific, terrific support card uh, throughout with the first of 10 races not that far away. Look, I'm making the best in the last race, 10, number 10, Wine Baron, uh, race by Wolf Blass. Um, the first up run was definitely needed. This horse is cherry ripe second up today. And Todd Panel from Barrier 3, very hard to beat, race 10, number 10, Wine Baron. The other best bet is race 6, number 3, the Gov. This is an open race, but you can get about 6 or $7. I think it's worth backing each way. There is a jockey change. Kelsey Hannah not riding here today. So Shane Kale takes the ride. He is the trainer, but he will lose that three-kilo advantage from the claimer, which is a little bit of a concern, but I still think each way, race 6, number 3, the Gov is the way to go. Into race 10, number 10, Wine Baron. And Jack the Lad at an each-way price for me in the Cup, Simon. Thanks very much, Brett. Uh, great calling this afternoon. Thank you, Simon. Have a great day. So there he is, uh, Brett Davis for, um, for Murray Bridge Cup. Day. We'll take a quick break and then we'll begin the movers uh, for Regal Farm. At Tab, we're on for a mammoth racing offer. <laughs> Bet Fixfields on the Hill Stakes at Rose Hill and Turnbull Stakes at Flemington this Saturday. And if your horse doesn't win but runs in the top 10, get bonus bets back up to $50. That's right. We've got you covered from 2nd to 10th this Saturday. Tab.
We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Australia's largest and best racing radio coverage, the National Racing Service, on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Let's take a look at the taboo that's now for racing in Brisbane at Eagle Farm. Gerard Daffy, I'll come back to you. So we've got fine and a good four for the conditions at Eagle Farm. And the first is only a field of five. What are they backing in this one? They are backing number two, Hold On Honey. Uh, 14 cents worth of deductions comes out of the opening $3, Simon. But even this morning, it's been $2.40, $2.15, So clearly uh, on top there, number two, Hold On Honey. So Hold On Honey there in uh, Race number one over to race number two. This one's a two-year-old over a 1,000 metres. And head down towards the bottom here, number 11, Sam Booker, uh, was $7 in the opening quote um, with only a seven-cent deduction. Tricky race. They're all first starters, so I do like to follow the money here. Lee Friedman's got this one. It's now into $4.20, so a pretty decent move there. Maybe keep an eye on those moves closer to the race, but that's a good lead, number 11, Sam Booker. So number 11 over to the third. This one's for Galloper Sports Club. It's a benchmark 68 over 1,200. Number four, Brocky, uh, 16 openers, uh, but big, again, big deductions there. It's been really solid in the marketplace overnight and this morning, 6.50 into 5.50. Liam Birchley's got this one, number four, Brocky. Okay, Brocky there in the third event over to race number four, which is a, a three-year-old over 1,400. Not sure what's happened to our website and app here, but uh, unfortunately the fixed odds have, have disappeared into cyberspace. Yeah, space. they've gone off online as well. Not available, it says. Yeah, I know. Um, so I've let the, the tech team know there's something seriously missed there, but I do know that in evidence, number one, uh, was $3 very early this morning. It was two fifty before it disappeared into nowhere before. So it's the market mover there, number one, in evidence. OK, we'll move over to race number five, the Sky Racing Benchmark 80 here, over 1,830. And the Tony Gollan trade Gronenberg uh, Cronenberg won at uh, Toowoomba a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they've butted up again here, $3.70 into $2.80. There's been a bit of interest in number eight, Black Log. There normally is with this particular horse. It's been 13 into eight, and 10 Blackcomb uh, holds its place in the market at $4.80. But that Golan train, number five, Cronenberg, is the market mover there. So number five there, over to race number six. This is a benchmark 75 over 1,200. <laughs> And the Satman Gollan again, number eight, Daytona. Uh, they certainly haven't missed this one in the latter part of the morning. It did open at 5.50 with a 14-cent deduction, but this morning, after scratching 3.10, it spent about an hour at 2.70, and as I speak, it just updates at $2.60. Bit of interest in the second elect, number 13, Outlawed, for Rob Heathcote. Uh, it's at $3.80, but quite clearly the market mover there, number eight, Daytona. Number eight in race six to race. Uh, seven. This one's the Road to Magic Billions on sale, Class 3, over 1,500. And again, we've got a decent move here for number 16, Brosnan. Uh, it was 4.60 openers, uh, 3.30 this morning. All it's done since is shortened. It's now into $2.60. Can't find anything that they even have a spattering of interest in to boot it here, Simon. So it's the market mover there, number 16, Brosnan. 
Brosnan there, number 16 in race 7, over to race 8, the second leg of the quaddy is the 4X Queensland Cup over a mile and a half. This is interesting. Now, King Frankel uh, has made its way north. Annabelle Neesham trains this one and Ben Thompson to ride. Uh, it's always back, King Frankel, and they've certainly butted up again today, number one. $18 opening um, was six overnight. It's into five fifty this morning. Favourite number two, Desert Icon, doesn't win out of turn. It's a little drifter today, two sixty at the weight. And the other one that has been uh, backed as well is the uh, Waller Train, Bonnie Ezra, number Number four, 14 into six. So given that's a leg of the quaddy, treble, etc., might have to take a few there, but market mover number one, King Frankel. King Frankel there in race eight over to race nine. The Forex Gold Class six is over 1,400. And the two that head proceedings are down near the bottom here, number 11, Star of Chaos for Tony Gollan, 340 out to four. And the 12, Preach, is the mover, uh, 440, uh, 380, and just now updates at 370. So it's the standalone favourite. So it's the market mover there, number 12, Preach. Number 12, Preach is the mover there. And over to uh, the lucky last race, 10, the Canadian Club Open, over 1,400. The Canadian Club Open, well, here's your omen uh, because the market mover is number 16, Canadian Dancer. Now, big deductions, 22 cents out of the opening $5, but it was 2.90 last night, 2.60 today. Uh, Jay Lloyd to ride, misses nothing there. It's the market mover, number 16, Canadian Dancer. Okay, uh, could be in the can there in the last Canadian Dancer. What was the best overall in Brisbane, Dev? Uh, well, there's a few uh, possibilities there, but we will go with race 7, number 16, Brosnan. Good on you, Daph. Now, just a moment, we'll take a look at the tab movers uh, for Sydney. But first of all, here's David Gately's thoughts on race one from Flemington. It is only five minutes away. Flemington race one's benchmark. 78, 1,200 metres. Going 8, 16, 15 and 2. 8 is my Yankee girl. She looked terrific, winning a recent jump out. She raced away in fast time. She had a slow recovery rate when she failed fresh here in March. And she was really good first up last, uh, the previous campaign in a 7-out race off a wide run. I think she's way over the odds. Electric Impulse has been excellent. Her last two wins, running quality, last 600 figures in both. She too has come up double figures. Beers looked a bit unlucky, not to beat our last cash last time. Now it's a two kilo swing. Just drawn in again, but could clearly win. And then our last cash is so genuine, loves the straight. So scratching our last cash. The Gators tips 8, 16 and 15. That race is due in five. Uh, Beers is 320. Anilla is 6.50, Boldinho 6.50, Super Artsy 9, and Stormbolt at $9.50. Gerard Daffy is still with me, and we are now going to take a look at the movers for Rose Hill. Daff, as I return to you, the first in Sydney is only 19 minutes from now, and it's the Tab Highway Handicap. And they quite often find one at a price here, and they found one already. Number five, Nickelback, opened at 15. It was 8.50 early this morning. It's now into 6.50, so number five, Nickelback, the one on top there. Nickelback. The push in the first day of a two race uh, number two, the midway handicap here will follow. And ditto. And we've got a, a roughie here as well. It's uh, more than half. It's opening quote number 15, Territory Express. 21, 10 early this morning, now into 850, 8.50. So 15, the market mover there, Territory Express. So Territory Express there in race two over to the third event. The ACY Securities Handicap is over 2,000. And Pierosa, uh, number eight, uh, 440 with a 13 cent deduction. But even this morning, Simon, 320 into 290. So eight on top there, Pierosa.
Number eight in the third to race number four. And in this one, we've got the Racing and Sports Handicap, which is over 1,100. And a race that's been severely affected by deduction. So basically following the trail along with the new market this morning. And that is number three, Fire, 850, 650. Now updates at $6 in what is a wide open affair. So number three on top, Fire. Fire, number three in the fourth. Race five kicks this afternoon's big six off at 3 p.m. And it's the Tab Roman Consul Stakes. Money says only two hopes. One, King's Gambit and three, Osmosis. Osmosis had briefly has touched 250 a couple of times over the last couple of days. Got as short as 225. Just 240 now, but there's plenty of money for it. So it's the market mover, number three, Osmosis. Okay, so Osmosis there in race five to race six. And this is the Toyota Forklifts Tap Craig over 1,400. Now, there is plenty of money for number one NCAP, but it is our boys, our traders' lay of the day. So we're going to shy away from that and go to the other one that has been back, number 13, Macarena, $15 with a 12-cent deduction, now $6. So basically a third of what it opened at. Right, OK, thank you very much uh, for that one, Daph. Let's look at the first leg of the quaddy. Race 7 is the Petaluma Hill Stakes, uh, worth $2 million, over 1900 Yeah, look. Hard race. Um, they've backed a lot of horses here, Simon, but the, the one they have been with over the last 12 or so hours is number seven, Hu Yamel. Was 4.80, got as short as four, just getting back out to 4.60 with the percentages starting to tighten up, but that's the one we'll put on top. Number seven, Hu Yamel. Hu Yamel. Has there been any support for Danny O'Brien's horse, Young Verta? Oh, there, yeah, there has. 26 into 13. Was, that was the 26 into 17 happened sort of Wednesday and Thursday. It was 15 this morning, it's into 13. So, yeah, you could definitely throw it in the mix. Yeah, and we'll get a gauge uh, through the Bart Cummings at Flemington we as will. to how yeah. that Moody Valley race holds up. Yeah. Uh, and over to race eight, the uh, Alan Brown stakes over 1,400, the inaugural running of, worth 1.5 million. This market has moved around a bit. Waterford spent a couple of days as favourite number 12, but it's been overtaken by number 10, Detonator Jack for the the Ma Eustace combination did open at eight dollars, uh, five fifty at one stage, six fifty early this morning. Now into four dollar eighty, favourite by itself. Waterford's getting out, Simon. Five fifty. There's always money for Waterford, but number ten, Detonator Jack is the market mover there. Okay, number 10 over to race 9, and the girls are up in the Niverson. They are, and punters very keen on magic time today. It wasn't going anywhere at the 4.60 opening quote on Wednesday and Thursday. Got into 3.20 overnight. It's $2.80 now. Paracel, bit of interest, or well, obviously a bit of interest, a lot of interest at three fifty, and Queen of the Ball number four has got some love at six dollars fifty. But market move at air number five, Magic Time, Magic Time, and let's have a look at the last as they get close. Melbourne, the Chironi handicap is over thirteen hundred. One of the first horses they backed when the market went up Wednesday at Rose Hill today was number two, Kyobi, at $4.80. All it's done since is shorten. It's now $2.80. And what was the best, Sydney? Best of those today would be that one in the last, number two, Kyobi. Kyobi, thanks, Jeff. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, thanks very much for your help and enjoy your Saturday afternoon. Thanks, Simon. Will do. There he is, Jared Daffy, and that is well time because they're pretty close to a jump at Flemington. Let's take you to Matthew Hill for the first on a soft five on Turnbull Snakes Day. And it's Buse, the best back front of the market mover. It's the $3.20 favourite. Going in the first of ten. And we're starting the day on a soft five with the rail out nine. 
Baldinho is going to be the final one to load. Electric Impulse, one from the outside, standing patiently. Tab Turnbull Day about to get underway at Flemington as Baldinho takes the outside. Quang Tree agitated in barrier number one, wanting to lift. They all stand pretty well. Cristani bobs about. HQ Tavern, the first event, 1200. It looks as though Quang Tree is going to be backed out and the vet's going to have to have a look at her. The Patrick Payne trained mare. She just got a bit fizzy there in barrier one. She was standing very quietly, but all of a sudden she got quite fidgety in barrier number one. The attendant uh, trots her around. And I think she's got the thumbs up. Pass fit to start. We'll have this uh, confirmed uh, from Stewards. 10 vetted, and it looks as though pass fit to start. One tree. So Luke Nolan will take her back into barrier number one. William Thomas, who's a veteran of nine years of age, standing peacefully in barrier number two. The favourite next door to him barrier three views as Quang Tree goes up and the field is locked away the first of ten at Flemington gates are back and they're racing and after that Quang Tree began pretty well with Buse Stormbolt in the centre began quickly also showing a bit of toe is Anilla on its outside Mr Exclusive not far away from Harbin then Crestani Superazi and Boldinho in the pink jacket wider as they huddle up the middle then Quang Tree worse than midfield from Zorro's Dream William Thomas and Electric Impulse at the end. So the leader as they reach the 800 is Stormbolt by over a length Anila Harbin. Then Boldinho, My Yankee Girl, Mr. Exclusive. Further back is Superazi, Cristani and Buse from Electric Impulse, Zorro's Dream, Quang Tree and William Thomas. Onto the course proper 5.50 out. Stormbolt by a length Anila Harbin. Then came out deeper Boldinho, Superazi. Buse is making ground over on the far side and then came Electric Impulse who's the widest nearest to us at the 250. Stormbolt a length in front of Buse up on the fence. Then came Anilla, Harbin, Boldinho and Electric Impulse right down the outskirts. Buse on the inside of Stormbolt. 100 metres to go. Stride for stride. Anilla and Electric Impulse coming up the mall. Four across the track. Electric Impulse has got up to win it from Stormbolt, Buse. Then Anilla, William Thomas slicing through them late. Followed by Zorro's Dream and Harbin. Mr. Exclusive. Quang Tree. Boldinho pulls up quickly. My Yankee girl, Chris Dani. And last to finish was Super Razi. Electric Impulse, Maddie Lloyd made sure she got down to that minimum of 52 and a half kilos with the two kilo claim after a bit of a freshen up from that Sandown win has raced over the top of them with a big burst to score. Number 16, Electric Impulse, Maddie Lloyd for Henry Dwyer will beat Stormbolt second. Number 12, Daniel Moore for Cindy Alderson and a good go third, it's either Buse or Anilla. They've hit that lock together. Electric Impulse, number 16, has taken out the first race on the program at headquarters. Number 16, Electric Impulse, the mare by Cable Bay out of Studio City. Win four at start number six, and she possesses uh, a great sprint at the end of her races. She's come the widest. The favourite was over on the inside, hard up against the fence, which is interesting. But uh, in the end, uh, from the last 250 metres, it never really looked like Buse was going to get there, even though it was stride for stride with Stormbolt. Electric Impulse was always hovering and has come over the top of them to win. So it's 16-12 and very close for third. 
They've got the benefit of two cameras here at Flemington and the judge has called for the higher camera with Anilla wedged between horses. Anilla will get the third ahead of Buse, who will miss the place. Zorro's dream, and William Thomas was the eye-catcher. He loves to tease us, the veteran, and will uh, finish in sixth place. 1.10.53 is the time. 1.10.53, and the interim placings on the first are 16, 12, 7 and 15. More to come from Flemington. The winner paid 12.80 and $3.50. Murray Bridge, their first on Cup Day, is only five from now, and Caravan.